Alright, welcome to the JAV Show. I'm Jorge. And I'm Viv. And today we have our special guest, Gabe. Hey. Uh, so, as you guys all know, we're now named. We uh, we can talk about the naming some other podcasts. You want to talk about it now? We can talk about it now. Yeah, so for Spotify, we're on Spotify now too, by the way. So if anyone's just listening on YouTube, we're on Spotify now. Uh, we had to create a name in order to get onto Spotify. And Viv and I chose the JV show. Do you guys know why? <laughs> uh, because Viv is a connoisseur of Japanese entertainment. Yes. Uh, therefore, we decided <laughs> yes, to I use am. the JV show. The other option was the VAG show, but yeah. that seemed a little bit too The VAG <laughs> show? The VAG show or the JV show? Yeah. So now we're named, uh, which is good, because now we're not the nameless podcast, which I found out we was. We have a name. Yeah, which I found out was an actual podcast that's probably way more popular than us. The nameless podcast? Yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, so how was your week, guys? My week is okay. I feel like all my days kind of blend together, so during the weekdays, it doesn't really seem like much. I did go on a walk by the ledge by myself, and there's like Christmas lights all over the trees, and that looks really, really nice. Wait, did, but that was did you see the there. tree at Churchill Square? No. Oh, the like the it city looks tree. Big, yeah. Yeah, it's, it looks so pathetic. Oh. Yeah. So I I I work near there, and I was up on a roof looking at it. Mm-hmm. And when I see it, a Christmas tree where I can see through the branches to the other side. Oh, oh really? No. I'm like, oh, this is sad. Right? Cause like the least they do is get one thick enough. Yeah. where it's all covered yeah. or if it's not thick enough they'll put decorations where it looks thick enough mm-hmm. but I can see through the other side and uh, I'm not an expert at Christmas trees but I thought that looked pathetic you can see through the other side <laughs> and you can't even see all the Christmas ornaments unless yeah, that really kind of sparse. stuff how about you Gabe how was your week um, it was pretty good uh, I am done work for the rest of the year oh yes oh really yeah so yeah so like yesterday oh. was the last day of school and then I have two weeks off do you want to tell viewers what you kind of do? or? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I teach grade four. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's been a... We had a lot of indoor recesses this week because it was pretty cold. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kids were all right. Were, um, the, were the kids excited for Christmas? Yeah, they were. Um, I just kept them busy up until, like, yesterday, and then we watched... Like Christmas movies all day. Yeah, we watched like we watched Elf yesterday. Nice. Wait, what's you guys' favorite Christmas movie? Actually, Shrek. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's true. Shrek the Halls. Like Harry Potter. That's the Tri Wizard tournament. It's kind of in the Christmas time, but then during Christmas time, we're gonna have a lengthy debate on this next week. (laughs) Christmas movies and stuff. That's what are other Christmas movies? I I just like Elf. I like Home Alone. Matilda. Is that a Christmas movie? Uh, no. I don't think so. Jenny McPhee, is that a Christmas movie? Did you guys watch that? I forgot what it was called. I think it's like Love Hard or something by Jimmy oh, Yang. Oh, Love Actually? Oh. No, 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 no. It's, no, uh, it's a Netflix, Netflix one. Yeah. It just came out this year. I have not. Love. And then they were, I think, okay, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> the, one of the main actresses was debating that Die Hard is a Christmas movie or something like that. Oh, that I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Yes. Well, how I've heard, I think I've heard a lot of them. How I think of it is it'd be like festive presents, you know. A Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't think of one off the top of my head, though. Like a Christmas movie? Like Home Alone. It's because you have a sad childhood. Oh, man, okay. <laughs> <laughs> love actually. Isn't that a Valentine's Day movie? Or is that a Christmas movie? Love I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure anymore. 
Yeah. Well, there's ones that like blend together. There's like Holiday. Mm. That one is just like. There's one with Vanessa Hudgens in it. That was really bad. I don't remember Wait. what the name was though. So when you were teaching, in the past, did you guys have like a Christmas concert? Uh yeah. Oh cool. You so, guys missed that probably or? Uh yeah. So pre-COVID, we kind of had like this cycle, where one year we would do like a Christmas concert, and another year we would do like activities instead, just oh. because it's a lot of, um. It like. <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of annoying sometimes to do the Christmas concert, and yeah. then also uh, we try to keep it pretty short because uh, people have busy lives. Yeah. yeah. So we'll it'll be like we'll di- divide it into like div one and div two. Yeah. Like div one being grades one, two, and three. Yeah. And then div two being grade four, five, and six, and then you basically the parents just go to like one which one they choose, and they're like half an hour each, so it's very short. Oh, that's nice. So I remember mine were always way too long. Yeah. So they go in be. there, watch it, and then just leave. Nice. So, but then obviously because of COVID, um, we, like, they prepare presentations like each class does, and then we just record them. So it's on a YouTube channel. Like a PowerPoint? What? No. Like a PowerPoint presentation or something? No, no, no. Like they, no, like they, like they do some kind of like musical number, like some little dance or recite something. I thought it'd be like like some little shits explaining why they deserve a PS Five or something like that. No, no, no. pretty cute. Like they do because they do it in music, like music. Yeah. Okay. So the music teacher like uh, records them with like the iPad and stuff like that. Nice. Uh, So my week was pretty exciting. I guess it's been it's been two weeks since we had a podcast since we pre-recorded one but my, my week's pretty good i i came back from vancouver on tuesday so i was in vancouver for a mini vacation that was really fun uh actually so on the plane ride there i was watching a movie and i've been trying to like convince as many people as I can to watch this movie it's called 14 peaks oh Project my god i Possible. hate that movie you actually watch it no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> why are you bashing such a good movie already but yeah it's it's pretty much the premise is there's 14 mountains um, that are above 8,000 meters. And the last person who summit all 14 did it in a span of seven years. And this one guy is planning to do it within seven months. Oh, fuck. So, like, just imagine, like, if you were to summit Mount Everest, that typically would literally take a couple months because you plan everything, yeah. you know get the Sherpas ready, get pay for a bunch of stuff, and then mm-hmm. you go up, right? Yeah. And then this group of guys with this one leader, uh, Nims, he, he plans to climb it within seven months. And then this is a movie about it. And it's pretty, pretty inspiring. It? Well, uh, it's, it's going to ruin it. You guys going to have oh. to watch it, right? You guys have to watch it, see? I'm going to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool, <laughs> you man. You can uh, break the spoilers yeah, for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, this is the one I don't want to spoil. It's, it's, it's pretty epic. But it's, it's cool because, like, these guys have done it before, right? Like, they've summit, like, tall mountains before, mm-hmm. which is why they're doing it now. And in my mind, I'm just like, I can't even fathom it. Like, for them, it wasn't whether they could do it or not. It was, like, how do we logistically do it, like, where we get from place to place and then go up. It, like, it was never a question, can we actually get up there? It was a question of how do we make it so we can do this as fast as possible. Because they've already done it, though, right? Uh, they've done some. Like, they're, they're like, fucking, they're, they're like, the cream of the crop but it's like in mountaineering like they're not well known but mm. they're all from nepal which are like yeah. where all the sherpas are from right mm. but it was it was a really epic movie it was pretty inspiring because yeah. like are to me i'm just like know? i'm just thinking about like these like pity ass problems i'm dealing with and these guys are fucking climbing a mountain i'm like what the you fuck? want to scale a mountain now 
No, not really. Uh, Guess it wasn't that inspiring then. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. It's not that it, I, I think the premise wasn't to try to convince people to start fucking climbing mountains. It was you can do anything, right? Like you just have to push yourself to it. Mm. And if you want to be a lazy piece of shit, you can also do that. True, true. If you inspire to be a lazy piece of shit, that's, that's something you can do too. So inspired. I'm inspired yeah. already. <laughs> but yeah, it was, a, it was a good week. Vancouver and then this week work was, I think for everyone, like everyone's give a shit meter at work is pretty low now. It's just, you know, holidays. Mine's low, but it's busy, so fuck. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, for me, luckily... And what I do, no one's really, like, everyone's off now. So then there's not much. Like, in the next two weeks, there's just not much going on. So that's good for me. I still have to go into work. Like, it sucked. Like, the other day, I was in, and I was outside for, like, 45 minutes. And I was Fuck, cold. that must have been so yeah. cold. Well, it sucks because when I left Vancouver, it was 5 degrees, and it was raining. I was like, that's not too bad, you know, it's a nice drizzle. No. Pretty much the whole trip, it was around 4 or 5 degrees, raining throughout the whole time. That'd I came back really on cool. Tuesday. Like positive? Yeah, positive. That'd be really yeah. cold, though, with the water. With no, the rain, right? no, it's, it's not that bad. Really? But then Vancouver, I came back to this! Okay, well, I guess, I yeah. came back to minus 20 with this a snowstorm! Yeah, this is dry. No, Vancouver, it was you know way how worse the Chinese, here. they say it touches your bones. <laughs> no, no. Hey guys, don't try to play it down, dude. I came back from 5 degrees to minus 20 degrees in snow. But it's wet. It's not that bad. That's dry. It was like drizzle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the the weather sucked. I, I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. Yeah, me neither for here. Yeah, and I heard it's going to be this cold for like the next yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. I checked the forecast. It's, we're like cold snap for a couple of weeks. Fuck. Fuck, where's global warming when we need it? <laughs> Why can't it be warmer already? I think today's like one of the warmer days. <laughs> like high what up minus back? 16. Dude, wow, I, so warm. <laughs> when I walk Taro, he'll like walk half a block and then he'll just start putting up his paws and he's like, no, I'm done. Oh, let me <laughs> yeah. start started yeah. doing that. Yeah. So then I had to start bringing him back. So now instead of walks, we just play with him outside for like a couple minutes and he'll want to come in. Fuck. My yeah. dog has too much energy. That doesn't happen. Uh, just play ball. Wait, does she like playing fetch and stuff inside? It's kind of useless because sometimes she'll bring it back and sometimes you'll chuck it really far and you think she was going to like run further but she'll just look at you and be like, I'm done playing, Mom. <laughs> oh. No, Tara usually always brings back, so he loves yeah, playing ball. It's the only thing he wants. Okay, so this week uh, our topic is drugs. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, I think... We're not really doing it in a pharmaceutical sense, but more so like a recreational sense. Oh, and viewer discretion, all of these stories are all fictional. We aren't <laughs> held accountable for any of these actions here. Um, yes, these are these, all these actually our friends. Yes, just imagine anytime we say me, us, I, or anything, it's actually um, Mr. John Smith. Uh, or swim, someone who isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we decided, when we were first researching this, we were thinking, how do we classify this or how do we split this up? Uh, so we went on Google we, and we found from IACP, it's like a bunch of narcs. They put together like what... <laughs> what each or the classification of some drugs um so if you guys are interested the iacp.org and then there's seven drug categories but i think some of these cross over so i think some drugs kind of do both 
Um, do you want to go from top down, from number one, I guess? Sure. All right, so Viv will take it away. But the first one is CNS depressants, central nervous system depressants is the first drug we'll talk about. Uh, so throughout this time, we'll talk about what the drug is, some definitions, and then just share some experiences, if we do have any, uh, of our friends uh, doing our this friends. stuff. If we say me, I, any of those things, it's actually our friends. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. We do not live in Edmonton, and if these are in, don't find us. <laughs> All right, so depressants or central nervous system depressants are drugs that slow your brain activity. They make them more useful in treating things like anxiety, panic attacks, acute stress reactions, and sleep disorders. They are sedatives and tranquilizers and hypnotics. And these are things that are like alcohol, sleeping pills, cannabis, things like that. So I think this is a general one. Actually, you know what? Before we go dive super deep in all these, what was every, what age was everyone's friend's first drug experience? And what was it? I feel like I was kind of exposed to it at a young age, so mine was probably grade five. Wait, like alcohol or like? Oh, drugs. Okay. Well, alcohol topic. is a drug. Oh yeah. Okay, well, alcohol was like. Like let's let's take that out. I feel like you know everyone taking a sip of whatever doesn't really count, right? Yeah, because my first sip was grade two. Beautiful. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking when I was in the belly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, nice. just I, kidding. I, it all makes sense <laughs> now. Anyway, I think when I was around grade five, a lot of my friends smoked weed and took acid a lot. In grade five? Yeah. You guys are grade fucking insane. Five? Yeah. Yo. Wait, what? so like they just passed you over a joint and you're like, yeah, I'll try something. Oh, no, I didn't try anything until like a few years ago but my friends were all enthusiasts oh no okay at grade five though yeah they're like siblings would give it to them or hold up let me rephrase a lot of them came from houses that didn't really have a lot of strict rules or parents Mm. that really cared so so grade five that's insane that's yeah it was wait no okay no like when was your your bracket friend bracket (laughs) experience Uh and what was it when was my first experience yeah, yeah, yeah. with drugs? Yeah. It was maybe a year before COVID hit. I tried marijuana for the first time. Oh, shit. You're like, what? That was like in your mid-20s then, right? Yeah. Your early 20s? Yeah. Oh, in Early shit. 20s. Because growing up, my mom always kind of drilled it in my head that people who do drugs are not good. Like, she told me about raves and everything when I was younger and said, people do drugs there. It's crazy. Like, they go into a basement and they listen to music and the lights are all off and they just jump around and have fun. And when I was growing up, I was like, man, those people sound scary. Like, you guys all just go into a warehouse or something and it's dark and there's loud music playing and you guys just jump around and you're high as shit. That's, that's crazy. That's so scary. You guys are degenerate. (laughs) But then now, I'm like, Damn, can I come too? (laughs) So I tried weed for the first time a couple years ago. It was at a party, and I was kind of worried because I do have asthma and bronchitis, so technically I shouldn't be doing any of this stuff. But my one friend, my best friend actually loves doing drugs, and she told me that she would inhale the weed and then blow it into my mouth. So oh, that's how I, I took it the first time. And uh-huh. then I didn't really get that high at all. So I didn't, I don't feel like I experienced it to like the extent that I do now. Mm. But then eventually me and my 
boyfriend at the time, we bought a whole bunch of fucking weed and then started doing it regularly. And that's that's my first experience mm. with drugs. And now you're on this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Gabe? Uh, Approximate age and what was it? So the first time that... If you don't count alcohol... Uh, yeah, so no alcohol, no like prescription stuff. Like... <laughs> Like legal prescription. Okay. Like, like your prescription. Like, oh, she is just mean? popping pills when you're young. Uh, so I believe it was grade ten or eleven. Uh, it was Halloween, and I was at a friend's house. We were making costumes, uh, and we did kind of like a. Um, yeah, we just like hung out and made costumes, and then my buddy was like, "Oh, I have some weed. Uh, do you guys want to try?" And then me and three friends were like, "Uh, sh- sure, okay." Uh, so we did it, and um, we had like a very. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty ghetto because uh, it's at uh, his parents' house. Yeah. So we obviously didn't want it to smell and everything. Was it in the washroom? Uh, we did it in the washroom, <laughs> but we, it wasn't like a joint or anything. Uh, we had like a. <laughs> what is it like a like a vape vaporizer vape. like, we basically okay. We ended up smoking into like the tube of a vacuum cleaner, <laughs> and that was like, rented <laughs> like a bit, yeah, because like we were trying to like make sure that all the sm- like none of the smoke was like just like yeah out in the open so it wouldn't smell yeah. And he used to tell me that he, like he, would sometimes stay in the basement in this little room. Yeah. It wasn't even like a regular like guest room. It was just like a little closet, and he would sleep there sometimes, and he would just like smoke in that room and just get like high as balls and then fall asleep <laughs> wait then why did you guys do it in the in the washroom then why don't you just go in that room it was really small oh. <laughs> it was really small wait why did you guys just go, go on a walk or something um well like it was illegal back um then yeah because this was yeah. yeah yeah okay true yeah true. like it's yeah it's only been legal for yeah like what two three years yeah mm-hmm. um I, yeah yeah. Sorry about. So, uh, my first experience was around the same time. I think it was a grade ten summer, and like I've never been. Like I always wanted to. I just mm-hmm. never had the opportunity to try because I was like, you know, so I know some people that did. I was like, oh, what does it feel like? Like I, I want to experience the same experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then one day I was just walking with my friend. He had a joint, and then we were just walking around the neighborhood, and we smoked it. And then it was I don't know. Like I I feel like I didn't get too much of it. Like, I, I got, like, the giggles, but that was it. So then, like, the subsequent times, it was, it was a lot better. Yeah, I remember I, some of my first few times when I actually felt really high, and I was actually enjoying it, because something with me is that I don't really like the feeling of losing control of my body, so when I first got really drunk, I hated it, because obviously your body moves a lot slower than mm. you think it does. But when I was actually finally comfortable with getting high... I would watch Shrek all the time, and it was the <laughs> best movie ever to watch high. It's freaking hilarious. I don't know why this movie doesn't have more awards. <laughs> if you guys don't know, Viv is a Shrek fan, a major Shrek fan. I love it. She wants to be Fiona one day. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get back on track oh, yeah. to... More on depressant drugs. They usually slow your brain activity, which makes you more high. And it slows down the messages between your synapses and your brain, which is what causes your your highness. Mm. Which is what happens when you drink alcohol, when you get 
when you do marijuana, when you take sleeping pills, things like that. Okay, what was the list of examples again? I had, I had these three. Oh, alcohol, sleeping pills, cannabis. cannabis. Oh, okay, so like Valium, I see here on another list. Okay, cool. Xanax, Prozac. Uh, have you have you ever tried any game? Um, uh, no, actually, I've done like well, like I've done alcohol and sleeping pills and mm. weed. <laughs> I've done the <laughs> no, three. actually, but, <laughs> but like, let me name I'm looking at I'm looking at these like Valium, like Xanax and stuff like that. I actually haven't tried any of those before. Sedatives, tranquilizers, K. Oh, well, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got me there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, these cross over so much. I felt yeah. like I, I did a bit of research and I was like, oh, these these topics are, uh, or these list of things are very crossover. Because like there's one Especially whole, the fun ones. there's one whole category just for cannabis, but I feel like cannabis fits in like half of these almost. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. Okay, so I, I've never tried any of them either. Oh, except for weed, but. I've heard, I read a, not read, I listened to a podcast that mentioned that ketamine is starting to be used in therapy practices because yes. apparently it can help with trauma response yes it's uh, also a uh, hallucinogen oh yeah oh. yeah so if you take so it's essentially a horse tranquilizer yeah. <laughs> and uh sometimes you can get like this thing called the k-hole if you take too much k-hole, k-hole? Yeah, it's k-hole. Right, elaborate more. Little... yeah it's kind of like when you like od a bit on k and okay. it's, it's kind of like scary but even if, if you take like a bit, sometimes like the hallucinogen aspects of it, it mm-hmm. seems like you're kind of like watching yourself from a third person perspective. Oh, that's cool. It's mm-hmm. kind of like kind of like astral projection. That's so cool. Yeah, so sometimes. Oh, you feel sold like... me now. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So that's only when you get into the K hole, or no, no, no. K hole is kind of like when it's too much. But like some sometimes when you're just on like a like you're not. K-holing. K-holing is kind of like you're just spiraling. Mm. <laughs> and it's it's not super fun. <laughs> it's like you're having a bad trip, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I haven't taken... Or... <laughs> I haven't... I don't have that much experience um, with that, but like, the time that I did take it, it seemed... It was like a... I was... What is it? It felt like I was like a security camera, and I was like watching myself. Oh my god. From like a different angle. From like a different angle, like an aerial like angle. Ooh. Yeah. And I was like, this is... That's pretty nuts. <laughs> it's kind of weird <laughs> seeing myself. Yeah, so I looked into ketamine a bit, and apparently um, these doctors would have people that have suicide attempts, and they'll give them ketamine, because it's kind of an anesthetic also, so it'll like calm them down a little. And then they found out that a lot of these people that took it afterwards, and this is all anecdotal, they, they didn't take the stats for it, they found out afterwards that they have not like a less chance but they just don't attempt suicide again and they're thinking does ketamine have anything and then that's why they started the whole research of ketamine as an antidepressant and stuff interesting but yeah Yeah. that's pretty cool all right what's this next category cns stimulants all right stimulants stimulants are a class of drugs that speed up the messages traveling between the brain and the body they can either make a person feel more awake, alert, confident, energetic, or happier. Um, these include caffeine, nicotine, amphetamines, and cocaine, or even MDMA. And in large doses, they can cause overstimulation, they can give you anxiety, panic attacks, seizures, headaches, stomach cramps, aggression, paranoia, and they can 
fuck up your brain by destroying your synapses if you take too many or make you a little bit reliant on them and get you get your tolerance built up it's very easy to build your tolerance on stimulants right okay. so a very popular recreational drug that is a stimulant is molly or mdma and what that does i have a whole section too oh MDMA. really yeah and what that does is do you want to say it oh uh, yeah pretty much enhances mood and produces feeling of empathy and intimacy uh, sometimes it's bad because it promotes trust and closeness, so it causes, like, increase of sexual desire. Nice. So it could be used as, like, a date rape drug, potentially. Nice. Um, but I don't think that's typically what it's used for, right? I- I've never it's tried It's typically it. used at raves yeah. because it makes you feel really fucking happy. Yeah. Um, Wait, okay, so going back to the list, what was the first couple of stuff you said? You said caffeine? Caffeine is one of them. There is so caffeine, nicotine. So, you guys ever... To drink coffee. Well, no, like, <laughs> taking way too much or something? Or, like, I, do you guys ever take, like, caffeine pills? I've or, taken like... caffeine pills before, so... Oh. Yeah, so I just have them... I always have them with me, just kind of, like, at, in case I need it. Yeah. Uh, usually I use it, like, if I'm, like, out all night and I have to drive for a long time the next day. Mm. Or if I'm just, like, hella tired. Uh, I just have caffeine pills. I usually do, like, 100 milligrams, but, like, there's been sometimes... 100 milligrams is roughly, like, a cup of coffee. Yeah. But uh, I used to get, like, 200 milligram ones, and it's kind of a bit because it's not, like... It's not like when you're drinking coffee, it's kind of, like, extended release, right? You're getting bits at a time, but it's, like, all at the same time if you're, like, a pill. If it's, like, a pill. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I remember probably one of the most uncomfortable times I've had too much caffeine, I guess, uh was actually one of my first days of work at <laughs> at a school because it was my second year as a teacher and uh, I went to bed early the day before school but I was just like kind of like I was, I was pretty new to the profession so I was kind of I couldn't sleep I was like oh how are my kids gonna be and stuff like that you're like overthinking while you're trying to get yeah to so, better, I right? so I couldn't so I couldn't I like didn't sleep at all so then I was hella tired in the morning and so I took two caffeine pills but they were both 200 milligrams so that oh 400 God. milligrams and wait, I was what's, what's death wait wait hold on wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Just <wanna see. laughs> it was very I was very antsy and very like uncomfortable because I just like sat there and I was like oh, <laughs> oh. um let's see let's see how much caffeine can a human take 5 to 10 grams of total caffeine yeah so like you're taking like milligrams, right? Milligrams, yeah. yeah. So mine are the 200 milligrams each, so yeah, 400 yeah. milligrams. So that's like half a gram. Yeah. Oh, so if you take so, 10 of those doses, you ain't never... Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> like, that was way too much, and it was like very... So you were like wired the whole time? It was... It was weird, because I wasn't wide awake. I was like tired, but also I couldn't... I was awake, but also tired? Oh, like my okay, mind was okay. yeah, yeah, and then my body was just uncomfortable. It was like jittery, uh, and then like I had like heart palpitations and stuff oh, like that. What the fuck? How yeah. does it feel compared to when you take pre-workout? Uh, it can be s- yeah, like similar if you like chug it all at once. I yeah. see. I see. Yeah, I because it is like caffeine. <laughs> then, yeah, that's true. Essentially, <laughs> I have a weird, maybe not weird, relationship with caffeine. I freaking love coffee like the very first thing i learned how to make in the kitchen was coffee when i was in preschool 
and I would wake up early. Preschool. Yeah, I, really, I love cooking. <laughs> That's where it all started. So I would wake up early before my dad went to work so that I could make him a cup of coffee. Because my dad also loves coffee. And every single time I made it, I would take like a few sips at a time. Mm. And so I drank a lot of coffee, even in like elementary school and stuff, because that I freaking loved more. it. So every single morning, <laughs> I would eventually I started making myself a little cup too. And I would make my dad a cup. So I would drink coffee like every single morning in elementary school, freaking elementary school. Until my doctor told me that it was. It could be the contributing factor to why I'm not growing as much. So I could have been a lot taller, apparently, according to my doctor when I was growing up. I've heard that Because my growth chart was, like, on an exponential climb. And she was like, oh, you're probably going to be 5'8"-ish. But then one year, eventually, it just just stopped growing instantly. (laughs) And she was like what's wrong? What are you doing differently? You're you're not supposed to stop growing at this age. (laughs) So I love coffee. And in a university, I used to drink around four cups of coffee a day, even though it it wasn't for energy or anything. It was just because I liked the taste. And it didn't even give me any... Well, you like bitter water? It doesn't taste like bitter water. It's acquired taste. Good. I see, I see. So I stopped, and I stopped cold turkey. So now I kind of only drink it when I feel tired. I try to not take any coffee or any pre-workout or anything unless I feel tired but it's because we go eat pho every uh, single Sunday and there's Vietnamese coffee there which is like the best tasting coffee almost to me it's kind of hard to resist sometimes why'd you stop now man what a waste uh, uh, like you, you gotta it's like you did it in reverse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I have a terrible relationship with caffeine i just don't really drink coffee and they're like this so i did know about the whole you can't you'll grow or you won't yeah it'll stunt your growth yeah so i knew that when i was in like junior high or something (laughs) so as soon as i knew that and i was already like shorter than all my peers and stuff so i was like fuck this shit i've never taken any of this Um, but little did they tell you is like it's also in pop it's also in tea and all this stuff because like my like i hate coffee but I like Chinese tea, mm-hmm. like especially Chinese tea, like the stuff that you don't add cream or, or sugar or anything. And especially like after dim sum or something or almost any hearty meal and just having Chinese tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had that a lot. So that's my only real addiction with caffeine. But even now, like I'll only drink it if we go out for like dim sum or go for like Chinese food or something like that. But that stuff is also different. Like it's not as much caffeine as yeah, yeah, not as much as coffee. Yeah. I, think. I also loved yeah. matcha at one point. That has a lot of caffeine in it too. Yeah. Oh, you're so basic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, and then so after caffeine, you say it said nicotine, right? Yes, nicotine is. Have you? Like. Do you guys have that experience or? I have no experience with nicotine because first, I don't know what else nicotine is in aside from cigarettes. vape pens and cigarettes and I don't have any desire at all to do cigarettes uh. because I feel like they destroy your lungs a lot more than I'm already doing. <laughs> and I don't like the smell. Let me, let me just smoke this joint <laughs> while I just talk about destroying my lungs. See, I've, uh, like I've smoked a bit. Um, it's nothing, I'm not really like into it. Like I did it to try it. And like... I've kind of gone the little light, like lightheaded and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, if you smoke it really fast. Yeah. Or if you cer- smoke it a certain way. Yeah. Uh, like my friend Tommy in university, like a, like the double inhale. Mm-hmm. So you basically inhale some of it and then you inhale like a second time, but like a deeper breath. So it gets yeah. deeper in your lungs. It like yeah, it, it hits a bit different. So then you get kind of like light, lightheaded, and then I yeah. went to class. Oh. But it's like very <laughs> it's like very temporary. Yeah. So yeah, I've. I've also tried before in high school um, with just cigarettes. Yeah. And then it was just, yeah, like, I see why people do it, though. 
Like, I don't know. If you do it too much, you get the light high. But if you do, like, just enough, I feel like it makes you very focused. Really? Or I feel like I would be able to do more or... I don't know. It's 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 something that like makes me feel like I can think a bit better. Hmm. Uh, so I see why people do it. I also tried chew before, chew, chew. tobacco. Yeah, dude, oh. my first time trying it, my my friend gave me like a, a, a like a nugget of it. Yeah, and, and I put it in my lip and I tried it and like he was driving like ten minutes in. I was like, dude, I'm fucking my head spinning like crazy, <laughs> man. Like, really? what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh. So well, cause like a lot of hockey guys, a lot of baseball guys, they all do it, right? Cause yeah. they just leave it in there and they just spit like while they play and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's pretty gross. Like from all the stories, I heard it here, like um, fuck up your teeth, right? Or like fuck yeah. up your gums and your lips. Yeah. Like you have like holes in your mouth later. Oh god. Yeah. Right. You do too much. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't hear about that, but I I did, like I had two cents from it. I do get the lore of why people kind of do it like if you do not that much mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. kind of get a sense of like i won't say clarity but it's like the fogginess from like waking up or something it just kind of goes away like just things seem a bit clearer when, when i did but it, if you do too much of the nicotine i was like dude these people at work are getting fucking high like not yeah. high but like you know what i mean like that yeah. lightheaded like al- altered state like that rush yeah exactly bit of a rush well, it's crazy because, like, I work in construction. And these guys are always either smoking or drinking, like, Monsters or Red Bulls and stuff. I'm like, dude, these guys are buzzed, like, all fucking day. <laughs> That's just so exciting, though. Yeah, yeah. For them. Yeah. The next topic that we have is... Fuck, I keep forgetting how to actually pronounce this. Okay, I think you went Out over... G6. Yeah, you did the stuff I did, dude. What? You are supposed to do anesthetics. I was doing an- analgesics. Fuck. <laughs> Alright, you wanna go cover that? Yeah, so I did a full research on narcotic analgesics. They uh, relieve pain, induce euphoria, and um, yeah, that's like the main things they do. They also create mood changes. Uh, so how they do is they block the pain pain receptors. So in your brain and in your spinal block, the pain receptors where you would normally feel pain. Um, it's highly addictive because it messes up with your internal reward system. So he's yeah. like, oh, this is good. And then you, on top of that, you build resistance, right? Or tolerance to it. So you need a higher and higher dose every time. And then you'll crave it because of that one internal reward system. And two, because it blocks pain, like trying to, you know, mm-hmm. reduce the pain. And you're like, without it, you feel really shitty. Um, it also slows your heart rate, which is how, like on top of blocking the pain receptors, it slows your heart rate. But that's also how you o- OD on it. So when you take too much of this, your heart just stops. Um, and then that's why one of the common, um, I guess, anti-venom or how to like fix it is uh, naloxone. I don't know how to pr- pronounce it properly. But it, it's pretty much, you take it, it temporarily like restarts your heart kind of thing. Oh. As a drug. Oh, yeah. scary. Um, I think one of our good friends, Je- Jenny, says that she like keeps some at the vet because sometimes dogs accidentally OD on something or something like that. Oh fuck. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do know like all hospitals keep them on hand and stuff. So common ones is codeine, fentanyl, morphine, oxycodone, um, heroin. And then something maybe we're more familiar with is like T3, like Tylenol T3. Which is codeine. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like, for me, I've taken that before after, um, my wisdom teeth surgery like when i got my wisdom teeth removed they gave me a bunch of t3s i took like two and after that i just stopped taking it i've never 
Um, I mean, I've I've had teasers before, but I took them recreationally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were in pain, right? I I feel. Oh, continue. Sorry. Like I've okay, so I don't have um, I have I don't have any wisdom teeth. Oh shit! Mm-hmm. Does that make you not? Uh, yeah, I'm wise. Not wise. I'm not wise. <laughs> yeah, like when they did like this, like there's no, absolutely no growth. Um, of any sort. So I've never had to like get my wisdom teeth removed because I don't have any. Um, but then I have friends who have, and I'm the only one in my family who doesn't have, um, what is wisdom it? teeth. Like wisdom teeth. Um, is that common? I wonder. I wonder if it's common. I think most stuff. people do have wisdom teeth. But anyways, uh, yeah, so I never was prescribed it, but I had friends who had it. So I used to take it recreationally once in a while. And uh, one thing that you should never do is mix it with alcohol because it'll make you very, very Wait, sick. how did you feel? What was that experience like? Oh, it was good. It's like a light euphoria. <laughs> I used to take it at school. <laughs> 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 Just like on the lunch break. And then I'd meet up with friends and it was a bit hazy. But like, nice, nice. felt pretty nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Just, I used to be... So I have an addictive personality, which is probably a reason why I'm very careful with what drugs I expose myself to. Because I know at one point I was kind of addicted to painkillers. I injured my pinky toe because I accidentally dropped a 45-pound plate on it. And I fractured it. And my freaking... My family doctor, I feel like he either were too close because I've known him ever since I was born, or maybe he's just he's a, a drug a pusher. Ma- yeah, a drug pusher. <laughs> because I just went in, he examined my foot, I had to get an x-ray and everything, but I was like, hey, it actually really hurts, I need painkillers. And then he came in with a whole bunch of little packets of what was this one painkiller that's really common called? But anyways, he came in with a whole bunch of painkillers and just gave me a whole bunch of them and was like, take these every three hours, it's fine, just Go Wait, ahead. what do you mean whole bunch? Like, all different assortment of it? Or just like, <laughs> or just like one bottle with <laughs> many pills in it? Or how does that work? No, it was a whole bunch of little... Like, did he do the whole Chinese Tatum thing where you open a briefcase? Like... <laughs> <laughs> it was a whole bunch of little, like, to-go packets. Like to-go sounds like the wrong like word Like fucking breath drugs. mints? <laughs> like, is it similar like breath mints? Like, you get little breath mints after you eat? Just like kind a single, of, yeah. <laughs> kind of, kind of that. But anyways, he came and gave me a whole bunch, and I and I had a whole bunch to just like keep. So I kept taking them. And do, wait, do they expire nice. over time? I'm not sure. Oh. And then at one point, when I was really sick, when I went on a trip to Vancouver with some of my friends, I bought cough medicine. And growing up, I always loved the taste of cough medicine. Like, I love the taste. And the feeling it gives me. Things are slowly adding up now. (laughs) My head and my interpretation of Viv, it's just slowly adding up. Oh, it's Motrin that I took a lot of. Oh. But, um, anyways. During that one trip, I kept coughing, so I would just drink this cough medicine. And eventually I found out that I kind of like it. So at one point in my life, I just I would drink something called lean a lot. Whenever I was at parties or hanging out with friends, and that's when you mix codeine with pop, so like Sprite. Wait, how old were you? Like this is like in high school parties. High, high school. Wait, so you were adverse to taking marijuana? Because to me, those were like drug drugs. You know, those are like the things that my mom would shame me for, even though you know I was doing other things. (laughs) But (laughs) I see some issues here. 
<laughs> but I would drink a lot of lean because I just like to feel it a lot. And that's my experience of coding. So that's technically your first? Oh, I guess so. Taking some random drugs at a party killers in and junior high? <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess they were all prescribed to you, so. Yeah, and you can buy them over the counter so it doesn't feel as illegal. Mm. Well, it's not. You know? It's not illegal if you're prescribed. Exactly. Yeah. Or but like, just go buy it so wait, your doctor gave you like pills, though, right? This wasn't over the counter stuff. This was. But you can still buy Motrin over the counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah he just yeah, gave yeah. it to me, and I just had a lot. Wait, so these individual packages were Motrin, or were they other? They were Motrin. Too? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's not that's, that bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Yeah. For some reason, I'm but he thinking gave me a he... lot. Like he literally came in <laughs> and gave me like twenty little container things of Motrin, and I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna need all this for my foot." And he was like, "Just take it, just in case you need uh. it." And I was like, this is at least double what I would ever need if my whole foot was fucking broken. But this is just my toe. <laughs> so when you first, okay, sure. when you first said that, out. when you first said he gave you a bunch of... I, I had I was, to ask him, like, do you have a bag to carry all this in? <laughs> like, when you first said that, I was imagining, like, he was bringing, like, Oxy or something like that. And, like, oh, just no, a bunch no, no, of no, it. That's... I was like, oh, my, oh, nice. Oh, it all makes sense now. Just motion. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, for me... I've had morphine before. Like, I dislocated my shoulder way back when. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty painful. I don't know if you guys ever dislocated anything. Like, it's not. fucking painful. It's like, it wants to go back, but it can't. So it keeps, mm. like, the muscle keeps twitching. And oh, then yeah. it keeps, like, pretty much... Yeah, it's the worst pain I ever went through. And then I was sitting there, and I was I was in the ER. And they brought me into the room. And they're like, how much does it hurt? I'm like, it's a fucking 10 to me right now. Because, like, the f- most pain you ever felt is just the most pain you ever felt, right? Like, I never got shot. I never got stabbed. So the most pain I ever felt was that pain, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and then she was like, Kate, we're going to give you some morphine. I'm like, oh, sweet. Whatever it takes, right? And then <laughs> I was, like, warning her first because I was an idiot. I was like, in the past, when I ever got anesthetics, to like, uh, for my, like, wisdom teeth surgery or anything like that, uh, I had, like, a really bad nausea after so i was like oh like just put some gravel in it i should be okay mm-hmm. and then because that's all all i was worrying about at the time and then as soon as she put it in within like two minutes it was like all the pain was gone and i was just chilling and afterwards i don't know what drug they gave me they gave me something to not really blackmail but i pretty much <laughs> lost consciousness for like five minutes but i was still conscious like they still i, I was still speaking but i was not me like i wasn't in control Mm-mm. And then at that time they popped it back in, and then afterwards I was like, because my parents were there, I was like, well, what happened? He's like, oh, you were just, uh, you gave everyone high fives, and you were just <laughs> telling them all thank you, and then yeah, I was like, what oh the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because like when I woke, when I say woke up, and this was like in a duration of five to ten minutes, like the room was empty with just my parents, and right before there was like, like eight people around me, pretty much yeah. like there was a doctor came and they had a bunch of re- re- uh, residents there, so they're showing them what to do and stuff. And I was like, I don't care, just make this work, man. Like, just make the pain go away. And then they gave me something. And normally when they give you any anesthetics, you'd count. Like, you'd be like one, two, three, and then you'd like pass out like four or something like that, yeah. right? They gave me something, and I, I remember them injecting them. And then I lost, like, real consciousness, and then I came back, and then everyone was gone, and the room was empty, and it was just me, me and my parents. Oh. And I was like, whoa. But yeah, the, the morphine itself, though, felt pretty good. So, like, before they actually did that, the morph- they gave me some morphine. And it just felt like all the pain went away. I wasn't necessarily, like, happy. Like, so there wasn't, like, a crazy euphoria feeling. But then there was just no pain. And I was like, oh, like... It felt kind of like I was sitting on a cloud and there was no pain. And I was just chilling. But there was no happy feeling, but you were on a cloud. 
I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's like, it's like... You just feel light. Yeah, exactly. You just, just, I don't know. feel light, but not the euphoria. Yeah. Yes, I can. Well, I went on... He he knows exactly how to explain this. (laughs) I went on general anesthesia for removing my wisdom teeth, too. But when I woke up, I didn't really feel like I was on cloud nine or anything. No. I was... No, this is from morphine, not not anesthetic. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is from morphine itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it was morphine first, then some type of... And it's something they did to me. I don't even remember Pass, what they did. Yeah. I see. But it was only for five minutes, and I was, like, back to it. Mm. Yeah. Yep. And then, uh, that was my only experience with any opioids, pretty much. I don't think I have any experiences, aside from, you know... Just Motrin? The last one. And then, I guess, game, just, just coding. Just coding. Yeah. Oh, Motrin okay, and coding. Okay, cool. It's crazy, because I feel like in this in the States, it's... it's in. Well, maybe here too, but it's like a very intense problem. Like in Florida, oh yeah, they used to give it away like nothing, right? Like they're just prescribing oxy like nothing. Like you'd have from from the stories I heard, it was you'd have the doctor's office right next to the pharmacy because like only special pharmacies can give out oxy, but there it was like mm. everywhere, and they were just giving it out like nothing because it's like a state where everyone retires to and go to, right? So mm-hmm. apparently, much older people are taking fucking on a oxy. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then just some random scary facts. So, twenty micrograms of carfentanil, which is less than a grain of salt, can cause you to OD. Oh fuck! So that's carfentanil, <laughs> and that's a hundred times more lethal or more potent than fentanyl, four thousand times more potent than heroin, and ten thousand times more potent than morphine. So pretty much, if you had twenty micrograms of each of those, <laughs> yeah. So, which is, I think, why... Won't go there. Yeah. Won't <laughs> <laughs> go that far. <laughs> it's scary. It's scary. That's for sure. All right. So, that was the narcotics. Uh, what's the next one we have going on? We got... Did you do anything on anesthetics? So, I did G 6 too. But... Did you do anesthetics? For a quick lookup for anesthetics. Yeah. Or from a quick lookup. Sorry. Anesthesia is a treatment using... Oh, fuck. These drugs keep you from feeling pain during medical procedures. You can have local anesthesia, general anesthesia, or partial anesthesia for, like, a part of your body. And they usually make you become unconscious and you sleep most of the time. And they're painkillers. I guess... They're a type of analgesic. Oh. So, I guess, um... Like, you guys ever get teeth pulled out where they numb your... Yeah, that's yeah. what I was gonna talk about. Those fucking hurt yeah. so much. Like Wait, when I was hurt? in, yeah, you still need to put a needle in. Yeah. Oh, oh, like initially. Needle, initially. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. When down. I went to Thailand a few years ago, I accidentally stepped on a broken beer Ooh. bottle glass in the ocean. Like I straight up jumped on it because I was oh. playing volleyball in the water. And I oh. sliced up the bottom of my foot, and I didn't even notice because I was in water. I just felt the impact, I guess, not the sharp pain or the cut or anything. And I only noticed because I was like, oh, that kind of hurt. I think I stepped on a rock. It, was, it felt like blood trauma. But then I took my leg out of the water, and it was, or not my leg, my foot out of the water, and it just kept bleeding. It was gushing all over the place. And we were on a mini cruise. So we were on a tour in Thailand. So I went to the person that was guiding the ship, and I, was, and I showed him my foot. And he had me go onto the ship, or the boat, and I was bleeding all over the boat, like, all over the place. Oh. Like, this was concerning. I was like, I'm going to lose a lot of blood, for sure. Like, 
I might pass out soon. And they're like, it's okay, don't worry about the boat. There's blood all over the place, we know, but we'll just rinse it off. And I was like, are you going to tell the rest of the people? Because everyone else is <laughs> yeah. everyone else is playing in the water, but they're all going to have to sit on this boat that has all my... My foot was bleeding so much. They're like... <laughs> I was like, everyone's going to have to sit on these bloody seats and everything. Because they told me to put my foot on on the chair oh. but it's a bench Solid. it's like a bench that's attached to the boat it's a part of the boat and I was like you're gonna have to clean this really well because my blood is literally going all over the place and they're like it's okay we'll call everyone to come up on the boat a little bit later no one has to know <laughs> <laughs> anyways eventually they drove that stars. <laughs> <laughs> they drove that boat to a hospital and luckily like when you signed up for that cruise it's called a booze cruise so another reason why I was bleeding a lot is because I was drinking Okay. I mean, does that make you bleed more? Alcohol thins your blood. Yeah. Oh. It's a natural blood thinner. But that's just how much I was bleeding. And they brought me to a hospital. It's a good thing that when I signed up for this cruise ship, I didn't know, but they had their own insurance that covers everyone on the cruise. And anyone, if anyone gets injured, then they cover it, which is, like, amazing, because I didn't even know that. But when I went there, they had to stick needles into the bottom of my foot to mm-hmm. give me local anesthesia, and those hurt so much. I feel like I'm pretty good when it comes to physical pain, but I couldn't even stop myself from like pulling my foot away. Is that because normal? Like, is that so more much. like a more sensitive area? Your foot, the bottom of your foot. Yeah, yeah there's a lot I would of. Pain. So. Yeah, because hurt so much. So I would imagine like evolutionary, you use that to like sense things, right? That's why it's so sensitive, like mm-hmm. to like feel your surroundings and stuff especially like when it's pitch black or anything like that oh, so i assume like it's way more sensitive actually i have no idea maybe we should search this up i haven't had I... anything in my hands or anything but the bottom of your foot hurts so fucking much and then when the nurse started putting stitches into my foot yeah. i could feel it like the very first one i was like i don't think there's enough anesthesia i can <laughs> feel it it hurts like a pitch <laughs> and so i had to go back do a second round of anesthesia and i got i got my 10 stitches or whatever in my foot and that's the story. Wait, how long before you could walk on that foot? Uh, it took a Crutches, few weeks. Right? It's on the ball of my foot, so right where my like big toe thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it goes down. So I kept walking on like the outer part of my foot. So I still walked. Oh, but so it like, was kind of hard because we're in Thailand and there's beaches everywhere and you do a lot of water things. So I couldn't do anything for like the rest of my trip. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yikes. It really sucked. But... That was my first time getting stitches. Wait, is that your only experience with anesthesia? Or? No. You said you had general for your wisdom teeth. General for wisdom teeth, I had that. And yeah, that's it actually. Just wisdom teeth and my foot. Nice. I've had some for like, like going to the dentist. Yeah, they stick in your mouth and then... Yeah, and then I think um, I had a... I think I had like an ear like an ear infection and they had to do surgery on my ears when I was a kid oh um and then they like put me under but I don't know if they I don't know if that would be considered I that's not an aesthetic um cause like I just went straight to sleep and they just operated on me so that's I think an that, aesthetic yeah would that be an aesthetic that's general anesthetic um yeah and then that's kind of like all the experience I, I have guess there's with. not a lot of experiences or stories you can tell when you're under, under anesthesia True. because yeah. half of the time well, you just knock the fuck out. And like a lot of it is also in hospitals and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Where it's not like you don't really do it recreationally. <laughs> it's not fun. Like, hey guys, you want to pass out for five hours? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, for me, I had dental work like whenever they pull teeth and anything like that when I was a kid. I remember one time they did it, and again, I felt like it wasn't fully working, and they pulled the teeth out. 
Oh my god. And then the doctor's like, You shouldn't feel anything right now. And he started touching the teeth. I was like, I kind of feel it. <laughs> and then and then he pulled it out. I was like, ow. <laughs> but like I was I was strapped in, so I was like, well, I guess this is life. You're strapped in. Not strapped oh, in, but like, not strapped in, but like, but like, I couldn't really do anything. Like, he was already in there. Like, there was okay. already a, like a nurse with my with my. We strain him. Like, there was a <laughs> nurse starboard that was like propping my mouth open, and then he was like pulling it out, right? Mm-hmm. But I always felt felt the weirdest thing was the lips, because like you don't feel your lips. Yeah. So like you'll like bite your lips a little bit and you'll feel you it feel and you're like oh it feels so weird it feels like it there's an like... external part that's just stuck to your body now because you'll like I'll like <laughs> play with it. my lip a lot and stuff mm-hmm. um, other than that general anesthesia for wisdom teeth but I don't know for some reason I get nauseous after so I, I just yeah I, I just puke a lot after I take anesthesia so now like anytime I do take it uh, at like a hospital or emergency room I warn them and they'll put like gravel in it for me mm-hmm. oh that's cool um, and then the other time I uh, I smashed my thumb on a trailer Ooh. the trailer was moving and then it got stuck between it and the car oh. and then again just uh, local anesthesia and then stitches and that was it it wasn't too bad that's all. That's all I've kind of experienced with anesthesia. I've never had stitches. Really? I've never had stitches. It's always weird because like they, I think do some of them follow or gr- like when it heals it should follow or pop out or something. Yeah, I think some it's- of them do. Some of them you need to go back into remove. So I had to get mine removed, which felt really fucking weird. Like, but I, yeah, mine were sewn in sutures, so I had to go back to the doctors. I went back to this doctor that I mentioned earlier, and he just had he let me take out my own sutures which i thought was really cool he showed me wh- he showed me how to do it with one and i was like can i can i do this myself i kind of want to get this experience and i was able to take all my sutures myself mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. but some dissolve yeah, some need yeah. to be some are staples and you need a staple remover to take it out and some you just cut and you just pull the string out like a staple remover like one for like <laughs> no like it's kind of it's, <laughs> like it's like a three-pronged scissor kind of mechanism thing and it, the middle prong bends the staple in the middle and it causes the two prongs of the staple to like stick out of your flesh oh. so that you can just pull the whole thing out oh. it makes your little like rectangle of a staple turn into a little m so then you can easily take it out mm, interesting mm-hmm. all right our next drug i think we're gonna have a lot of stories with this one is hallucinogens um so I did the research. You, you, you didn't double up, right? Did you nope. do any research? Okay. Okay. So there are psychedelic drugs that affects hear, taste, smell, or feel and affect mood and thought. Uh, I guess when narcs, they classify, it's like the user perceives things different than they actually are. That's how they kind of separate it from other drugs. Um, how it works is that it affects the regulation of serotonin. So serotonin, it affects your mood, uh, sensory perception sleep and bowel movements so actually some of these drugs could give you um constipation or oh. nausea uh, i think yeah so it affects your bowel movements and then some of them that are i think more unnatural so the ones i just said that affects your serotonin those are like uh like mushrooms and things like that that naturally grow uh some of the synthetic ones they affect your glutamate which is a neurotransmitter and this this affects your uh pretty much your pain, perception, emotion, and response to environment. Uh, so some of these get combined. So I think some things like LSD are a combination where they use some of the natural stuff and they also have to synthetically change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's one of the examples of it is LSD slash acid. So the 
the online view of what you get when you take LSD and acid is you get distorted visual perception of shapes and colors. Uh, you hear colors and you see sounds. That's kind of one of their things they say. And then um, typically they say that users know it's not real, but they're still hallucinating. If uh -huh, that makes uh -huh. sense. Uh, so before I go to the next one, you guys have you guys ever tried any of this? LSD. Yeah. I have never tried LSD. <laughs> yes. All right, tell us your experience. Tell us. Full story mode. So I have probably done it like six or seven times. Is it like a pill or something? It's a sticker. It's a sticker. Oh, so it's, it's like a liquid. Sheet. Well, yeah. like, because they, they could also like lace it in other things, right? Um, like, like in weed and stuff, they could lace so, acid in it. So, well, okay, like, because acid is a bit different. Um, it's like a liquid, okay. uh, that they kind of like put under like a little sticker thing. You, you ha like with acid, you have to have very, uh, you have to take care of it very carefully. Like the sticker? No, no, just like the, like, like anything in general. Like it can't have, I think it can't have too much sunlight or something, but it has to be wrapped at a certain temperature. Oh, okay. So, so the drug has to be like in a... In a controlled environment. Yeah, in a okay. very controlled environment. Uh, I think until it's on a sticker, then it's a bit better. Oh, uh, okay. I think. I'm not... Like, I don't... Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But then anyways, it's like a little sticker, and like the sticker is just like a... What, like, like, you just put it on your face, or like... What do you put it on? <laughs> no. So, you can... You just put it in your mouth. Oh, okay. You just put it in your mouth. But like, the fastest way that you can do it is if you put it like under the tongue, because there's like a vein. Oh. So there's like a blue part under your tongue. Yeah. Um, and you put it there, and then it'll hit you faster. But then it, like, so basically you just have, like, this little piece of paper. It just feels like wet paper uh, in your mouth for, like, hours. And then afterward, like, you can spit it out whenever. Oh. After you got, like, the... Oh, that's how it dissolved. Uh, no, you just kind of play with it. It's just, like, wet paper. Mm -hmm. Wait. And then, okay. No, yeah. And then it uh, really distorts your sense of time. So they usually last like about like like fourteen hours. Holy shit! Uh, but it doesn't feel like fourteen hours. Um, like more or less. Like it feels. It, it feels a lot. I was gonna it, say it feels like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not like two minutes, but it's just like your time. Your sense of time is just very distorted. Mm -mm. Um, like there was this one time I was going for a walk, and it felt like it was a five. What? Is a five minute walk. We were walking like around my friend's, uh, like just the block around his house. Uh, and like one block was like five minutes, but it felt like I thought we were walking for like 45 minutes, but it was like actually five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Wait, so time slowed down for you then, right? Uh, yeah, but it's like it's it's not like the same, it's like some parts are like a blur. Oh, okay. But then some parts feels like like forever. It's yeah. kind, it's kind of weird, and then you see like visuals. So kind of like when you're coming up or when you're coming down, um, you don't see like fairies and shit like that. Uh, it's kind of more like everything's breathing, like inanimate objects. So if I were to look at this, um, it would be like moving, be, like waves. Oh, okay. Or if you look at wood and stuff like that, you know how there's like the little. Um, the wood grain? Yeah, like the wood grain, like it would all be moving. If you're looking at a TV, it'll be kind of like breathing in and out. And everything's yeah. kind of like... So was there any like thing really messed up with like, like colors and stuff? Or is it just... 
Um, not not so much the colors, but if you do, if you have, if you okay, so <laughs> so you can also do it at like raves and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and so then with all like the like the strobe lights and stuff like that, it's a it's a lot of it's a lot of it's like a sensory overload. Mm-hmm. Um, cause there's like and it just enhances. In, it's good, but then like for me, I had to like kind of sit down. To, mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't focus on two things at once. Mm-hmm. Like, I either had to focus on the lights or I had to focus on dancing. I couldn't do both. Oh. And so then, because it was, like, too much too much uh, sensory input. I kind of get what you mean by that. Yeah. And then if you, like, close your eyes, it's like, uh, I remember there was this one time where I was just... It felt like I was just trying to hold on to reality. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, the only way I can describe it. <laughs> It felt like I was kind of, like, getting pulled away from reality, but, like, everything just, like, made sense, even though, I don't know, like, I just kept saying, like, everything makes sense. And, uh, you just see, like, well, you know, like the, visu- like, the visuals in, like, Doctor Strange and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say some of it's pretty accurate. Like, kind of, you see, like, shapes and stuff that aren't there. Yeah. Like, when you're kind of going through those tunnels, um, you kind of go through that. Sometimes you see like otherworldly things. Are there, what the fuck? I feel like I've heard stories where there's like artists that use oh yeah acid to like yeah to I guess enhance their works or something. Yeah, like because that. like the, the the visual is like very different. Mm. And then like if you kind of keep going, like my my friend he's taken like DMT before. Oh shit! So DMT I, I've I've never done yeah. DMT, but it's like it makes acid look like child's play. And it it doesn't last for very long, but it's like intense. And it, like he's described it as where you you're basically like shot up, like kind of like basically saying everything is an illusion. Like when you're on this, it feels like a layer of reality is just being peeled back, and then you see what's actually behind reality. It's <laughs> like the code. The code to the simulation? Like you can Everyone's ones and zeros. <laughs> yeah, like you kind of like see everything. And then so there's like this channel on YouTube is, um, that like does this and he kind of talks about it. It's called Psyched Substance. Um, and he basically just takes all these drugs and then he talks about his experiences and stuff like that. Does he like take oh, it on the so show cool. or like he takes it and then he talks about it afterwards? Uh, kind of like both. So he's like, um, yeah, Psyched Substance. It's pretty interesting. Um, it's not Vsauce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like Substance on YouTube. It's like this bald guy. And he would just take random things and... Uh, yeah, and he talks about his experiences. So if you search up, like, uh... <laughs> no, lying to How to LSD. What DMT feels like. So then for some of his, uh... So for some of his, he, like, tries to make visuals and, like, sounds that will kind of replicate what you might experience. Oh, that's so cool. Shit, he's a professional stoner. Uh, yeah. Mushrooms yes. versus weed. Wow. LS3 in three minutes. Wow. Dude, I actually always thought, like, I, I do think it's like, I want to try DMT and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always wish, like, not just this, but for all drugs. Like, I actually would like to, but I always wish there was, like, a controlled environment to do it in. I yeah. think, like, the most important thing... like could so- be your new business. <laughs> okay, because, like, for like for me, when I try different things, it's more for, like, curiosity. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm interested as to, like, the experience. Um, so then I always go in with the mindset 
like a good mindset. Yeah. I'm not like worried about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I almost like I never have bad trips. Yeah. Because I always go like, you know, I'm like my primary my primary goal is just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas other people, they worry about like, oh, you know, what are other people going to think? Or what am I going to feel? Am I going to be able to take it? And then that really uh, messes with their trip. Mm-hmm. I, I, so my biggest worry is typically like, is this drug safe? Like, as in, like, nowadays you can buy weed here for, yeah. You know, like, so those are usually all tested. Yeah, yeah. But, like, stuff like LSD and, like, other things that we just talked about, mm-hmm. I want to, but it's always, like, I don't know if it's, like, what if it's the one bad batch or something like that, right? That That's kind of my worry whenever I, I think of these harder drugs. Like, I, I want to try it, but I'm also, like, kind of risk adverse where it's, like, well, you know, it could be one bad batch and that's my last thing I ever do, right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> they just like whatever I'm here for a good time. like I've, like I've <laughs> I mean like I've had like I've had like bad batches of stuff before um and like they're not pleasant but it's not like wait what do you mean not pleasant like can you share a story uh so like I would say I'm pretty experienced with like Molly and stuff like okay. that. Okay. I've seen oh, quite really? a bit, but then uh, I I know like how my body handles it, so my body actually metabolizes it pretty well, um, and my tolerance is fucking high. Shit, quite quite, <laughs> quite high now. <laughs> um, but uh, I I remember there was this one time, uh, it was like it was laced with speed, uh-huh. and. Um, is that cocaine? Like uh, speed? Like, like, uh, like methamphetamine. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and, like, it, I didn't get, like, the euphoric effect from, like, MDMA that you're supposed to get. Um, instead, it was just, like, I had thoughts, like, racing through my mind all night. And I remember it was a Friday, and I worked on the Saturday. I was teaching swimming. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then, like, all, like, I went to sleep at 7, yeah. 7 a.m. Oh, okay. And I slept, slept for, like, one hour-ish. But then I got home at, like, 2, and from, like, 2 to 7 was just, like, my mind was just racing, like, thoughts about, like, life in general. Right. And it just, like, it, like, never stopped. Uh, and also another thing was, like, uh, I kept hearing like airplane sounds for like hours on end it would just be like (laughs) like, just in my ear and I was like this is so annoying and I just couldn't sleep so like I just had racing thoughts and and then my ear is just like isn't there a and I would stop and then go literally like that for hours and I was like wow this is this is not fun isn't there a cartoon where it's something about like you hear that sound it's just like a it's like sounding an airplane the whole time but it actually it sounded like that for like hours on end oh my god can't even imagine so yeah, I mean, like it wasn't any li- anything life threatening, but it was like unpleasant. I see, I see. But you know, risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, well, okay, that's that'll, that'll be the next one. But I, I was just saying, like, I, I always wanted to, but that's my biggest like factor that stops me from trying anything like more intense. 
It's like, what if it's a shit badge? Or like, e- even the fact that I just read about like you need twenty micrograms of carfentanil to kill you. I'm like, fuck. Okay, but also like, just don't take carfentanil. <laughs> well, no, but like, what if it's in something that you don't know? Mm-hmm. True. Right? Because like, uh, yeah. apparently, what they do is because it takes so little to get you uh, to get that same feeling, mm-hmm. they cut it into stuff. Mm-hmm. So then it'll like make it a better drug, like better as in like for the user, mm-hmm. better experience. But then, like, these guys aren't fucking using, like, pipettes and, like, yeah. like fucking really nice scales and, and stuff, right? So they're just like, yeah, this is enough. Just That's estimation. why you have to be really good friends of your drug dealers. Or they could open yeah, centers where people just are able to take these in a controlled environment. It's like it's like a place where they'll like test it for you and they'll give you a space to like use it. Trip the fuck up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a room. It's like it's like a classroom in the middle of downtown. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be so like a rolling room. on the floor. You know, I want to watch the footage. <laughs> <laughs> Just record people. That's how you get a really popular YouTube channel. <laughs> That's how they make money from the oh. from, from the center. I I I would kind of imagine so it's in the like a, of the CCTV footage. It says. This guy took this certain drug. He's been do- rolling on the floor like this for two hours. <laughs> like, how I imagine, it'd be like a room... I guess it depends on the drug. It's either it's a yeah. room where you're just, like, a lounge where you're just chilling, or if it's, like, a really fucked up drug, it's, like, a room with, like, mattresses on all four corners. Or, like, all, all well, four really, corners. I don't, I, don't don't think that's, I don't think that's, like, a that, that good of an idea, though, to mm-hmm. be honest. Just because, like, if you are going to be taking stuff, you want to feel safe. But then, if you're going to the center... Right, you're being monitored, and so you're gonna feel like paranoid. I feel like because it's not like cops are there, and also like well, the whole point of the center would be like um, it'd be, you know, you can't. But then also you're not like familiar with it, right? So yeah. like usually if you want to try something, I would recommend like doing it at home where you. Feel We're not safe. recommending anything actually. <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to try I'm a cool something, mom. <laughs> so I do it at home where you like feel comfortable mm. not like somewhere else mm. and then also like you can't just i don't know it, it would be really like you don't just like sit there and just <laughs> you're gonna roll around like sometimes you want to do stuff yeah, like, yeah, yeah while this is happening no but uh, so just listening to other podcasts apparently there are centers where you can like take dmt with like a registered like psychologist and they'll just chill with you and they'll just like be with you it doesn't last long yeah yeah but that's like that's exactly what i wish they would do but like for other drugs too oh right so like ask like (laughs) i'm gonna book this room for 14 hours (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so i don't know that that was what i always thought would be cool way to experience drugs just because some some people are doing it just for the curiosity effect but they like for me I, I have that fear too right I have the fear of like oh you know what if this is a ship batch or something like that right um anyways uh, along with other hallucinogens uh we have uh satvia sativa sativa, sativa. no salvia salvia sorry oh, sativa salvia. is a strain of cannabis yeah. Yes. Uh, salvia. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so for this one, apparently you get a sensation of traveling through time and flying or floating above ground, and it's very short term. So I've yeah. never taken it. You guys. I haven't. I have friends who have taken salvia. Yeah. Uh, it's also legal. Yeah. Yeah, you could just get it online. Isn't um, it salvia something that Native Indians do in ritual no, practices? Uh, no, that's a peyote, I think. Either peyote or... Um, 
this thing. I thought it was very. I I'm heard. A, I'm a Nida Muscaria. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, similar. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a Nida Muscaria. Because they do those, um, they do those. The whole, like, like the whole hut and the ritual. Yeah, they do like, like that. Yeah, 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 that's part of like their enlightening or whatever. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. And so then, what was your experience with this? Yeah. Although he, he's never experienced. So I've never friends. done it, but I uh, I've had friends who have, and it's very short term. But they just. You basically like they. Like what's what's short term? Like like twenty minutes, ten minutes. I an think hour. I think it's like ten to fifteen minutes only. Really, and you're just back to normal. Yeah, yeah. That makes it's it very like, tempting. And it's like the same thing with like some of these like other drugs, like for example, like blow, mm-hmm. uh, like cocaine. Um, it's like you take it and then it lasts a bit, and then it doesn't last like too long. Mm. So that's why you have to keep taking it if you want to keep going. Right, right. Uh, but then you're more or less the same. Obviously not sober, but like yeah. you're you're functional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and they they were like saying that they saw like shapes and um, I've heard of people I've heard of people like chewing on their mouths a lot during it too. Oh. Yeah. Um, Is that safe? Or how does that work? I I don't know. I've just heard of people like. Chewing like a lot, and like their where, cheeks, their cheeks, yeah, oh. where they actually like damage, like suck it in. Yeah, oh. I've heard of that, but my friends, that didn't happen to my friends. Mm-hmm. I've watched a video of my of a ex boyfriend of mine take salvia, salvia, right? yeah, salvia. take salvia, and he was on a couch and just rolling or like it seemed from what I was watching, it seemed like he didn't have a lot of control over his neck because <laughs> oh. his head just kept like rolling around and yeah. according to his experience from what I heard it was like he was watching a book that was like flipping the pages were flipping and then he would be in like one world to another he heard his friends voices in the background he kind of knew that they were in a room in a way but he couldn't even focus on them at all and you see shapes and things like come towards you and like moments are always passing by like a flip book apparently that's how it feels mm-hmm. I've heard the shapes thing like where you see like lots of shapes and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like in your own little world damn okay then uh, the next one is ketamine which we already talked about a bit and then psilocybin so psilocybin there's over 180 species uh, this is what they say online. It's similar to LSD, where you have visual and auditory hallucination and an inability to discern reality and fantasy. Uh, and then some say there's an introspective spiritual journey. I think we've all tried it. So I've, I've tried it myself, but I felt like the trip was very average. Like, like kind of like how you were explaining LSD. Like, when I looked at the ceiling, things were moving. Like, like the patterns were of... all moving and everything. Yeah, okay. And... So, so I would see, like, the patterns of the ceiling move and, like, it'll the create green. a shape. Like, like normally if you look at my ceiling right now, there's nothing, right? Yeah. But I would see, like, elephants and, like, horses and stuff. But it's, like, a pattern on, like, a tablecloth or something. Mm-hmm. And it'll just be on the ceiling. It'll be, like, rotating or moving or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I, like, I've never... That was the furthest I've ever gone with it. And I was like, oh, like, that's, that's maybe, all I've ever felt. Maybe it didn't take enough. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I hear that, like, like, with shrooms, it's, like... Um, very like like self discovery, uh-huh. like uh, and so it's not like it's not def it's like the hippie version of LSD. 
Like it's all about like self-discovery and nature and stuff like that. Whereas LSD is more for like parties and stuff like that, where you yeah. just want to get straight fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken shrooms a decent amount of times, and one of the times when I took it at home, I felt like was the best trip and the trip that you probably are wanting to have, Alvin, or Jorge, because. <laughs> 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 Because we turned all the lights off. I had a sky projector that projected like stars yeah. and movement and cool. stuff onto the ceiling. And we had slight music playing. I think I eventually turned off the music because I don't think music really does anything for me when I'm on shrooms. And I just laid on the floor, got comfy, and just stared at the ceiling. And it genuinely, it really does feel like an introspective type of drug where you do a lot of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. And there's this thing called an ego death. Where you learn oh. about how, like, nothing really matters. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no point in getting mad about things. There's no point in get, having a big-ass ego over things. It really doesn't fucking matter. But it was weird because me and the person that I was doing it with at the time, we both felt like we were one person. Like, nobody else on Earth existed. And we were all kind of one person. Like, everyone else on Earth was an extension of us. Mm. And we ourselves weren't even, like... Us. It's more like everyone is one whole soul, and everyone on Earth is just a different version of yourself. So when you meet mm, somebody, I've heard of that before. yeah, when you meet somebody, they they have parts of you mm -hmm. that either you like or you don't like, but they're like another example of a side of you. Mm. And then yeah, when you ha have a friendship with someone, if you have something that you don't like about them, it's actually a reflection of things you don't like in your own personality. So if you don't like it when somebody is like really bitchy for example it's because to yourself you don't like it when you're really bitchy that's the that's an attribute of yourself that you don't like the most but anyways no i don't like how strong you are <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah it felt like no one else existed it felt like nothing else existed outside of the living room that we yeah. were in and oh my god if you look outside if when you're on shrooms but you're like tripping out when you're indoors outside looks like there's a filter on everything like whenever I did shrooms and I had like an actual really good trip if I went outside outside looks like there's a yellow filter on oh. everything everyone everything looks so dull and like everything just died and nothing actually exists nothing actually matters Wait, what do you mean yellow like everything like that tone it's a bit more yeah it, it looked like there was like a yellow filter on everything like mm. nothing was actually green everything was just a tinge or a type of yellow Mm. Which is a weird thing that I found. But anyways. Yeah, I felt like I had a huge therapy session with myself. I just kept talking to myself. I learned so much about myself. And there's no... I felt like there was no way that any therapy session on Earth could ever amount to the same experience that you have when you do shrooms. Have you ever done therapy sessions? No. Oh, not okay. specifically. But when... You take shrooms, yeah. you get you get so introspective, you learn so much about yourself, and it feels like you learn a lot about the universe, because it makes everything not feel real. It feels like, oh, actually, time doesn't actually exist. Time doesn't matter, either. Time is just an idea that humans made up. Nothing actually exists. Nothing actually really matters. It's insane. Everything's an illusion. Everything's an illusion, <laughs> and everything is up to you. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to create, whatever you want to be in your reality, you create yourself. Like, my dog was walking around at one point, and we were like, 
how many dogs do we actually have in this reality? Like, do we have a whole bunch of different dogs? Or is Lumi actually just... Lumi is my dog's name. Is Lumi actually just a soul that we <laughs> see as a dog? and we, Because we can only understand her as a dog? Or, like, maybe we don't even have a Pomsky American Eskimo. Maybe it's a freaking wiener dog. But she just looks like a Pomsky American Eskimo whenever we see her. It was insane. Like, nothing actually is, is real. But it was a kind of trip that I feel like you, Jorge, would have wanted. And it's the type of trip that I feel like anyone that takes shrooms and wants a good trip or wants the most deepest trip they can have, that was a trip that I had. And it's so hard to replicate, though. Because every other time that I've taken it, it just I just look at the ceiling and I see things moving and all that stuff, but it's not exactly the same. Feels like we know how to end racism. (laughs) (laughs) We're still cybering mushrooms now. (laughs) How about you, Gabe? What's your experience like? Um, so I haven't taken as much shrooms and stuff like that, but like I've had kind of like something similar, uh, not to kind of like the same extent um, that she has had. Um, but like, same thing with all like kind of the self-discovery. You do learn a lot about yourselves. And like before, um, before I started dabbling <laughs> with things, um, I was kind of like, I was like a different person. Uh, I was, I I was like a pretty negative person. Mm. Um, and I was, I would say I was kind of, I like to give up on a lot of things when things got hard and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, there's like a lot of things that I was just, I was like a different person. Uh, I was angry a lot, um, at like, I was very impatient and stuff like that. But then after I started kind of experimenting (laughs) um it actually was like life-changing it like changed my perspective on life um Mm -hmm. so like same thing with like what viv said is just like well i can choose to be um i used to get really mad uh like teaching swimming when kids wouldn't listen to me um but then like after i came to the realization it's just like well no you kind of make your own reality right you can choose to like you can choose to just like think everything is like bad or you can just choose to like kind of find the good in everything. Right. Um, and so I just like, like after I started dabbling, I, I became a very positive person. Looks <laughs> nice. And then that's why like now, like when things are going tough, right? Like I have, like, I know how to be resilient and stuff like that because I've done all this like introspection and I just know a lot more about myself, and I just choose not to let things bother me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I think it's, like, helped a lot with, like, mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, too. Yeah, just, like, you just know a lot about yourself, and you just know how you operate. Um, yeah. I definitely feel like everyone should take shrooms and have a big-ass trip once in their life, because it'll change you, for sure. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple of drugs that i would say can be life-changing yeah it actually changes your out like your outlook on life 100 percent. yeah seems like i haven't taken enough of them i feel like you haven't i i taken it like three four times before but i've never had anything that intense Mm. it was more so just seeing things move a bit and then chilling i would think about I would try to think about introspective, but it feels like, oh, I shouldn't force this. I should just No, it's no, like... There's, like, it, no it way you can out. help it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it just happens or it doesn't. I see, I see. But then if you always have that mental block, you just gotta... Anytime you do any substances, you just have to, like, let the experience uh, 
take over. Yes. Because then otherwise, if you have a block, it'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the two most important things about any drugs is like set and setting. So like your mindset yeah. going into it, and then the setting. Like if you feel safe, okay. if it's an unfamiliar place. Yeah. This one time we went on a stargazing trip, mm-hmm. and oh, everyone yeah. took shrooms. But the thing is, I we had an all-you-can-eat sushi dinner before oh. we went back to the Airbnb oh. and you sat outside before, to yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah you told me about to before. look at the stars, and no one was high. So we, I don't, I'm not sure if you did, Jorge, but I also smoked weed before we went outside to like stargaze, and I was high on that. But then the shrooms didn't kick in until it was. 3 a.m. and everyone was already in their respective beds, just laying there, and it was hot as shit that day, and our Airbnb didn't have any AC, so it was so hard to sleep, but at one point I did fall asleep, I think because of the weed, and then somebody woke me up, and the second I woke up, I was like, holy fuck, I am high as shit, and I couldn't fall asleep for like so long, and I was just laying in bed, and my mind was racing because the shrooms hit me all at once. Like, the second I woke up, I was like, holy fuck, where the fuck am I? I can't move. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. Well, okay, so I was there with you, and and I I also took a bunch. And then throughout the whole stargating time, it was like a a good two and a half hours. We were just, like, looking at stars and stuff. And it was kind of shitty, because it was in the summer, so it doesn't really get that dark here in northern Alberta in the summer. Uh, We were in BC, weren't we? No. You're fucking high. We were near Calgary. <laughs> oh, I thought we were in Golden. No, that was a different trip. Oh, that was, a different, that trip. was a different trip. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and then same. So, when, right when we were about to go to bed, like right when I, before I like, you know, shower, brush my teeth and all that stuff, I started feeling like high, but I never felt like hallucinating. And then when I went to bed, I don't know. It's like everything was dark, so I couldn't even see anything, anyways. And then I didn't have anything to like look at to hallucinate, so like just nothing was going on. I was just thinking about like just random stuff, and I fell asleep, and then that was it. Oh well, and like that was like one of the like I took quite a bit that day. Yeah. Too. I was like, fuck. I was like ready for it. I was like, okay, I got myself this nice Airbnb with my friends. We're just gonna chill out and you know try some of this out. And then I ended up not feeling it, and I was kind of disappointed. Also because of the food. Yeah, most likely. Food most and the likely. heat. Oh my god, it was so fucking yeah. hot that day. Yeah, most likely. Uh, but yeah, I guess I gotta get myself a better shroom tr- I don't know, like, sometimes I also think... Like, I keep hearing about these, like, cool introspective stories that I, I, I kind of want to experience when I take shrooms. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I also don't do it, especially when I'm in a very good mood I, I don't know if it makes sense like i'm a really good mental state i'm very happy at the moment and then my friends ask them if i want to do it and i'd be like no like i'm really like just chilled right now i don't feel like i want anything to disrupt what i'm at mm-hmm. right now so that's why like i'll, I'll, I'll reject it mm-hmm. but i also feel like that's like most of my life though i don't know i'm usually in a very positive state so i was gonna say i'm like the opposite when i'm really sad i'm like all right let's do some drugs and when I'm really happy, I'm like, let's do some drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for me, I'm like I, I'm kind of similar to you in that I'm usually in a pretty good like spot like mentally. Yeah. Um, I don't really. Yeah, like I've had like a good childhood and everything. So. Um, I like anytime I try stuff, it's purely just for fun and for like curiosity. Okay. Maybe I need that mental state. I don't know. Like for me, it's so it's so tough because it's like. 
I'm always in a good mood, so I'm like, well, what's the point of making it even better? I think that's, like, a good mindset to... Yeah, because, like, if you're already, like, in a good place, then you have kind of, like, the mental strength to, like, try something new. Mm, I see, I see. That's kind of, like, my take on it. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I'm good positive, or I'm I'm good mentally, so, and I know, and I know a lot more about my body, like, what I can take. Yeah. Um, so then I'm, like... I never have like that mental block. Right. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'll try it. That's true. But I, I do agree what you said where you have to be in a good mind state going in and you have to have it like be in a good setting. Yeah, setting helps yeah. a lot. Set and setting. Because like when when I was younger, and I guess this will relate to our next topic, which is cannabis, but I I, I smoked some weed with, <laughs> with my friends and then we, um, I had to drive them home. And then, I don't know what they put this week, but I was high as balls. And then, at that moment, I was really worried. Because I was like, fuck, I don't want to drive and be high as balls. Mm-hmm. So then, I was like, okay, guys, I have to go now. And they're like, what? And then I drove them all there. I was like, I'll just drive you guys all home right now, right? So then, I drove them all home. And they were asking me. I was like, oh, what's wrong? I was like, I don't know. I felt really high. I felt like I couldn't drive. And they're like, no, you drove, like, fucking perfectly. And I was like, <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know. So then, I went home. And then, usually what I like to do when I get super high is, like, for some reason, when I take a shower and I'm high, it, it just nice. it just feels really good. Yeah. And then yeah. I went to bed and I woke up still high and I had work the next day. I was like, "Fuck me!" And at the time, I was a I was a cashier, <laughs> so so I went in and it took me the longest time to count change for these old folks. I was like, "Fuck! I don't know how to add this stuff together." <laughs> and, it's <a> and then <laughs> so then like. Writing down one penny, yeah. another penny. <laughs> but I don't know. It was weird because that time it didn't feel so bad, but. I've had other times where I had to go home after or something and I drove and then I was still high and I was like, at that point I get kind of worried. I'm like, oh fuck, like how do I snap out of it so I can actually go home and stuff like that. So I, so I definitely think if I was in a setting where it's like, I don't give a shit about anything or I'm not responsible for anything at the moment mm-hmm. and it's a safe setting, then it would make the high so much more enjoyable because you don't actually have to think. You can literally just mm-hmm. let your brain just do whatever. Right? Yeah. I think that's definitely why I like taking drugs like at night or at home or at some friend's house that I know. I don't need it. I don't have any other responsibilities like taking myself home at the end of the day or going anywhere. And so that's when you can enjoy it the most, I feel. I'm kind of like, well, I mean, obviously I do like that, but I also kind of like, okay, so for example, like at raves, um, I'm usually kind of like the dad of the group. Like I make sure everyone's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I usually coach a whole bunch of people through it, like especially if it's their first time, because mm-hmm. then they'll like they'll take some and they're like, oh, I don't feel any. I'm like, okay, just just wait, because a lot so many times I've seen people are like, oh, I don't feel any. Let's just take another one, and they get straight fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually because I'm like, because I've had the mo- I've had a lo- the most experience, kind of with this stuff, and I know like I can handle a lot. Um, I'm usually the most sane person to take care of people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I I don't know I kind of like having that role of just like making sure everyone's having fun nice man I needed you there when I uh... alright we didn't cover this when we were doing stimulants but when when I took Molly for mm-hmm. the second time mm-hmm. it was at the first time I took it it was at home because I wanted to make sure I knew how it felt like before I took it at a rave or outside mm-hmm. when I took it at home I initially took it because I heard that when you have sex on Molly, it feels amazing. So I was so excited. I took it, 
and then we got naked, laid in bed, but didn't eventually do anything. I just laid there and just talked. And it, but I felt like super happy and it felt amazing. So when I took it for the second time at a rave, I thought that the doses would be kind of the same. Depends. But they're not. <laughs> so it looked completely different. The Molly that I got from my one friend kind of looked like a little, a little compact pill, kind of mm -hmm. like an Advil or a antihistamine. Mm -hmm. But the one that I got from a different friend was a capsule and I was like huh why can't I break this I can't break a capsule in half like I could have for my for the first one that I took well you just well, you, was just you just like, open it and then just yeah. yeah but the other one was like a hard pill that yeah. you can actually snap in half so I didn't oh, know that okay. they came in like different oh forms or whatever. so that one so when I took it when I had it the second time I was like oh shit I can't break this one in half whatever I'll just take the whole thing and I took the whole thing and before I went to that rave I also smoked weed and drank and then I also tried a tiny bit of cheese or blow for the first time. Mm -hmm. But when I was actually at the rave and everything hit me, everything hit me so quickly, I couldn't even stand. I was standing at first and looking at the lights and the music, and, I, and then the next second I was like, holy shit, I'm high as fuck. If I don't sit down right now, I'm going to be on the floor in the next two seconds. <laughs> so I sat down. I thought I was sitting up like perfectly straight up with like good posture, hands on my knees, and all that. But little did I know. There was a friend that came up to me. I was like, Viv, are you okay? And when she when she was, like, shaking my hand, that's when I realized I actually wasn't, like, sitting up or anything. I was completely, like, no bones in my body. <laughs> leaning on the wall with my neck fucking like, broken. <laughs> yeah. My neck looks like it, it was broken. And I was sweating, like, fucking crazy. Yeah. And she was like, are you okay? Are you okay? And all I could muster was, yes, I'm okay. But I was checking out completely like I couldn't open my eyes anymore to like look at the lights and one of my friends was sitting with me and he was talking in my ear and at one point I, ha I told him I was like I I don't want to be rude or anything I can hear you but <laughs> just kinda open I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of <laughs> high as fuck and I'm kind of checking out your voice is getting like further and further away even though he was sitting right beside me mm -hmm. but it was a lot of fun like I felt like I was kind of losing a sense of reality because mm -hmm. I was that freaking high mm -hmm. and I couldn't because I couldn't tell that I was not even sitting upright or anything. I didn't even know that my face was completely wet. Yeah. Because I was sweating like crazy. And I couldn't focus on the music really anymore. And I couldn't really hear the person that was sitting beside me. But I had a lot of fun. And I think that that part lasted like a few hours. Because we got there around 9 or 10. I, 10? 10 I think. And when I could actually like stand up and dance to the music and everything. I heard. I asked someone what the time was. And they were like... Oh, it's 1 a.m. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what do you mean it's 1 a.m.? I, I sat down for like 20 minutes. Yeah. I definitely think like MDMA is like life-changing. Like, that, euf like that euphoria that you feel is like, it's not really like anything else. Mm -hmm, it's like mm -hmm. you get glimpses of it like in everyday life, but like never, never for like an extended amount of time. And what's that the, much. What's like, the down after? Like what's the, the day after feel? So, uh, for me, uh, I don't usually get like hangovers anymore uh, because I take a lot of precautionary stuff. Uh, like, so like, basically, it drains your serotonin. Oh, okay. So then you feel very happy for like that, like when you're on it. Yeah. But then, usually, like midweek after, you can start feeling like very depressed. Mm. And so for me, like I'm pretty self-aware that if I ever feel that, I'm like, oh, okay. I know I need to take some supplements. And I'll just take like 5-HTP. 
which is basically like the precursor for serotonin. Like mm -hmm. your body makes it, but it's like a lengthy process to make serotonin. So that's you just kind of thing you need to take, right? Like magnesium or something. Uh, that's for like if you chew. I I don't take magnesium, uh, but it like helps with your uh, jaw clenching. Oh fuck! I should have taken that before no. because during that time I thought I was being so good and not chewing my mouth at all. But the very next day, my whole my cheeks and everything were all bloody and all chewed yeah. up and like. So that's disgusting. why you need you need something like to chew on. Like I always have gum, mm -hmm. and I usually have a pack of gum just to myself, and then I have packs of gum for my friends as well. Mm -hmm. um, you just need something to chew on. Because then, like, the first time, or one of the first times that I did it, like, I didn't have anyone to coach me through it. So then I just, like, went in without, like, knowing anything. I didn't have any gum. And, like, for the next month, my teeth were just chattering, like, oh my God, involuntarily. I, I would literally be, like, at school, and then my teeth would just be, like, like <laughs> and I'd be, like, completely sober. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So then after, I started doing more research. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah. probably should have some gum. <laughs> what, was the, what was the label on the pill bottle? <laughs> yeah, like, oh. Uh, um, yeah, but it's definitely something I feel like everyone should try. Damn, it seems like yeah. everything is everyone has to try once. I mean, like, there's no way it's, you can get that feeling from, like, any daily life activities. Not even if it's, like, the best day of your fucking life. Yeah. You're never going to get that. It's, yeah, it's... You can't, you can't really replicate it. It feels like you literally see like stars and like flowers in your vision, like you would in anime. So, it feels very good. Yeah, everything mm. has like a rosy see, tint to it. Yeah. And Do like, you see any negative effects of that or no, not really? Just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started to see some of the negative effects. Um, so, when I first kind of started trying some of this stuff, it was like. Uh, it was like around first year uni mm -hmm. um, is when I kind of like started going to like raves and trying other stuff mm -hmm. um, and obviously it was very fun and so I kept doing it uh, pretty often so like some of the year some of my first years uh, I would like pop like once a month sometimes even twice a month and they say that usually you're supposed to have about three to four months to like recover like the serotonin and stuff like that. Um, but I would do it like a lot less and it just kind of like, it is neurotoxic. So it just basically like fucks you up. And after a while, after taking it so much, um, my tolerance went up. Uh, so I'd have to take more, which is why I have to take, <laughs> have to take more to get the same effect. Um, but also like I started, um, like lo I started like losing my memory a bit on like oh. random stuff. Uh, like for example, I forgot like I was I was trying to tell my friend that I was like I was gonna meet them at Twilliger and I couldn't remember the name of Twilliger. I was like, what's that place? That like the rec center? And then I like I like forgot random stuff. Like I forgot my friend's name. Mm -hmm. I was talking to her and I was like, I can't remember your name oh, <laughs> for the shit. life of me. And then there was one time where. I was like driving home and it was like I was completely sober mm -hmm. I was just driving home like late one night and um, I remember like I blinked and then I couldn't recognize where I was story. and this was like on Calgary Trail so Duh, I've, that's scary. I've lived on the south side like my whole life so yeah. I've been on Calgary Trail like a million times yeah. and I missed my turn because I blinked and I was like I don't I don't know where I am <laughs> so I had I went all the way down to like Ellerslie yeah. to, and then I took a right oh, there shit. Yeah, because I was like, I, I do, it, was good, it was a good, like, 30 seconds to, like, 
uh, one minute where I was like, I don't recognize anything. Oh. So I just kept driving straight because I was like, I don't know. And then it like snapped. I, I snapped out of it. And then after I started kind of seeing some of those things like in my everyday life, I was like, hey, I need to pull back a bit. Oh, but it's going better after that? After you kind of Yeah, it? yeah. So like now, like I will, like for like events and stuff like that, I'll choose like maybe four or five a year. Mm, um, instead of doing like <laughs> um, and then also like just yeah, I was just kind of like losing myself I remember I was teaching swimming and I was literally <laughs> sitting kids. I was sitting <laughs> on the edge and it, it was just like I wasn't I was like completely sober yeah uh, <laughs> 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 like, like for swimming and I was just sitting on the edge of the pool and then I like lost balance Oh, like I fell fun. into the water while I was sitting down, and I was, I just like lost my sense of balance. Oh shit! And then, that's actually really scary. And then like yeah, I had a volunteer with me, and he was like, "Yo, what?" And my kids were like, Yeah, I was literally giving them instructions while I was sitting on the edge of the pool. So like it's mm -hmm. no one's pushing me, and then I just fell into the pool, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? What? Some paranormal. What did What did I say? Yeah. Oh, I was like, sorry, I don't like. I honestly don't know what happened because I. Oh fuck. Yeah. So then I was like, yeah. Um. I'm should probably should off. probably should probably slow down a bit. So then ever since then I kind of did it more in moderation. Nice. So, like, I still kind of. I still kind of like partake. <laughs> kind of <laughs> <laughs> but then I know like the limits I know the limits of my body and I know kind of like when I should stop mm. yeah so now it's like everything in moderation when you're telling the story about you getting completely fucking lost on Calgary Trail there reminding me of this one time I don't think this has I'm not sure what this has to do with it but I was really high and I was walking Lumi at Twilio Dog Park and we went down this little like path just to look at this little pond. And when I came back up, every single direction that I looked at, I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> <laughs> Which way do I go to get back to like back on trail? I had no idea. And I was on the like the main trail. So it was like a trail that either goes one way or the other way, basically. Right. But every way that I looked, I was like, I don't know where the fuck I am. <laughs> and I walked that trail every single day. <laughs> was it like dark out? Or? No, it was midday. It was like oh. bright. The sun was up. It was Ooh. sunny. It was warm. And I had no fucking idea where I was. <laughs> and it was it, it was at like a part where everyone should remember too. Because it's kind of the only two parts along the trail where there's benches that you can sit on. So I should recognize the area. But I saw the bench and I was like, fuck, I don't know what to do with this. I know I would normally <laughs> recognize this, but I have no fucking idea which direction I need to go in. And I was so lost. And I, come, I think I didn't come home for like a little bit, a lot longer than I should have. Because I just had no idea which direction I should have walked in at all. So you just stood there for like half an hour or something? And I started walking in one direction. I was like, oh. I don't think it's this way. Though. <laughs> or maybe it's this way. I don't, re I don't remember coming from this direction or this direction. And I, was, I don't know. Did you see like other people walking with you? Or? Yeah. Uh, you just followed them or something? Or? Well, no. The people that were walking with me eventually went away. But there was people like walking around. And I was, yeah. eventually I just started following some people. I'm like, people are probably going <laughs> the right path. <laughs> Bring me home, mom. <laughs> All right, so our next one is inhalants. Did you do any research on inhalants, Viv? Yes, I did. Okay. So inhalants are 
things that are breathed in to give the user an immediate rush or high, they slow your brain activity and they tend to usually block some oxygen from getting to your brain and that's what causes that temporary bit of high. But obviously it's not going to be that long rush, you're going to kill your brain. It dis The things that you inhale usually distort your perception, it can give you some headaches sometimes and make you a lot more lightheaded, which is what people want. But if you take too much, or if you inhale too much of these things, they can give you dizziness, you can have coordination problems, you can have brain damage, it can ruin your hearing for some reason because that's connected to your brain, but that's been a lot, that's something that I read. These include sniffing glue or paint thinners, gasoline. What about Sharpies or something? Yeah, Ooh. Sharpies are in there. Marker Ooh. fluid. A marker? Yeah, marker fluid. Mm. Do <laughs> they make those specifically to smell? Like the, the fruity ones? Maybe not the fruity ones. More oh, like okay. permanent markers. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, big fat permanent markers. And dry cleaning fluids, hairspray, deodorant, spray paint, or whipped cream dispensers when they have no more whipped cream in them. And that is oh. called a whippet. Oh, and apparently yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very... That's a very common way to do an inhalant is doing a whip it when you empty out a aerosol container and then you spray the rest of the the carbon dioxide and stuff in into your mouth and then you get really high that way i heard that on a radio one day and i searched it up and i didn't know people do this yeah. so that's how i've never done it but i know what that is mm -hmm. have you done any inhaling scheme i have not like not kind of like no, I've smelled gasoline before, but it's just like at the gas station where you're like, mm, it smells pretty good, mm -hmm. but then that's about it. <laughs> when I was growing up, I used to love the smell of gasoline, so yeah. every single time my dad went to the just... went to fill up on gas, I'd be like, can I come along? And then I would roll down the window and be like, oh, it smells so nice. Or if I was at my grandparents' house, my grandparents always had a whole bunch of stuff, a whole bunch of... You, not utensils, a whole bunch of stationery wear. So I'd always go into my grandpa's drawers and take out his permanent markers and just sit by the couch <laughs> and just <laughs> sniff on it while I'm watching TV. <laughs> mm. So that's my, that's my only experience, really. Yeah. I don't have that much experience with inhalants. Well, apparently they say for gasoline, they put benzene in it. And apparently benzene has like a naturally sweet smell that the nose is sensitive to. Um, so maybe there is something to that for gasoline. Because that same here, like I do kind of, I won't like purposely try to smell gasoline. But when I'm filling my gas, I'm like, it doesn't smell bad here, right? Like it doesn't smell toxic pretty here. good. It smells pretty fucking good. <laughs> pretty fucking good. <laughs> and then what else is there? There's uh, the markers. I remember as a kid, uh, well, the fruity ones I like. But so, for some reason, like the big fat Sharpie smelled kind of, not didn't smell terrible. I never cared for the fruity ones. I was like, what the fuck is this? I could smell this by like eating candy or some shit. I need the, mar <laughs> I, I need the permanent markers. <laughs> like not just the sharp tip sharpie ones but you need the fat ones that are like a few inches long yeah those ones smell really good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you're a connoisseur of uh marker smelling uh yeah no i don't know i guess i don't have much experience with that i i wonder so so it's caused by lack of oxygen to the brain lack of oxygen so to the brain. do you guys have that thing called uh some type of breathing technique where you get high from it uh, i'm trying to think of the name or uh, hyperventilating? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that it, it was part of the book that I was reading about breathing. You know that one breathing podcast? Next, really I forgot the name of it. Uh, yeah, like it's, it's off the tip of my head of what your what that thing is. Holotropic breathing is what oh. it's called. Holotropic what breathing. Um, I think you get coached through it. So like you're in a you're in some type of 
sitting class or whatever and you have a partner and this is all what I read from like experiences in books mm-hmm. um, and you do specific breathe in and breathe out like durations and amounts and oh, stuff like that and you get like high from that oh and it's called holotropic breathing so let's see uh, let's see what it's like holotropic breathing has become popular among blah 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 Involves, okay, holotropic bre- breath work involves controlling and quick quickening breathing patterns to influence your mental... Mo- okay, that sounds a little bullshitty. Because I, I, I wonder if it's the same science too. Because I think when I was reading the book, it's something about like when you get when you hyperventilate, yeah. you start getting lightheaded. Yeah. Well, that's because like breathing more is actually reducing the amount of oxygen exchange from your brain to your blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much your cells are all full of uh, oxygen and it can't offload its carbon dioxide because your blood's also all full of oxygen because you're breathing so much, right? Because mm-hmm. it only, it pretty much diffuses, right? So if it's two things the same, it's, it's never going to diffuse out. So the, the carbon dioxide is stuck in your cells mm-hmm. and then apparently you get high from this. Yeah, I, I heard there's some crazy, crazy stories about this. Um, but I think it's like a session type of thing and... I don't know. Like from from what I've heard, there's been some like gnarly experience. I think James Nestor was on one of this podcast with Joe Rogan, and he was saying like some guy had, like ripped off his clothes and like acted like he was like a like a wolf or something and running around the room and stuff. After holotropic holotropic yeah. breathing, yeah. Shall we all try this right now? <laughs> breathe in, maybe for another breathe out. <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm high as fuck. <laughs> uh, and then the last one is just a. It's one of their categories. It's uh, ca- cannabis. It's so, just 422. Hold on it. Exactly at 420. Yeah, yep. I texted my friend. Um, 420. <laughs> 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 Is that what you do all the time? Just at 420, I text no, you No, me and my brother, we do that like every day. <laughs> yeah, at 420, we will text each other. 420. Uh, <laughs> so marijuana with active ingredient being THC, it could be smoked, it could be mixed in food, or it can be brewed in tea. Uh, I think oils we've all experienced, too. yeah, oils also. Um, I think the science to it is causes a dopamine release in the brain, which causes a euphoria feeling. Uh, it may help some people with anxiety and nausea because you get the yeah. you get you get hungry and stuff. Uh, and then on a side note, um, it affects your brain development at a younger age. So. Um, I don't know. I don't, know that don't do it as a kid. Well, like, I think even to like, like as a teenager too. Mm-mm. Well, like because your brain's still developing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I think commonly known um, CBD is just another like it's, it has no psychoactive component in it. And it's more for like soothing and relieving pain and reducing inflammation. But yeah, I think I think at least here in Canada, it's like everyone's experienced. Everyone knows it. But I feel like the strains now are getting intense. Like back when I did, I, I'd smoke a whole joint and then I'd get high. And now, if I like did anything that you guys bring me, it's like fucking. <laughs> it's like I'll smoke like one or two hits and then I'm gone. I think it's a part of it is also because it's more controlled. So like back then, like when things were illegal, it's like yeah. not as. I don't know. It's just because I've had like shitty like. I've had like shitty weed before where it's yeah. like you don't really feel much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Which now there's there must be some standard. Like they're measuring yeah. the THC in it. They're like telling you this so is the output. More yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
and they tell you like all the stats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. So, okay, experience with. So, I've only eaten a gummy once, and that gummy high as fuck for like, for like eighteen straight hours. Eighteen hours, really? We think. Okay, we took it at six p.m. and I was high till noon the next day. Wow. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. I also stay high whenever I take any drug. It always affects me for a lot longer than my peers, as I've found. I'm always like the last one that's still high. But as far as cannabis goes, I've had a gummy. The first time I ever had a gummy, I took 25 gram, milligrams. Uh, 25 milligram one. I took a 25 milligram one. And I took it at my friend's house. I have never tried edibles before. She gave me the, this bag of gummies, and she was like, oh I, oh, I usually take one, so you should be fine with one. And then one of the guys walked by, and he was like, I usually take two, so you should definitely be fine with one. And I thought, okay, I should just take one, then. This should be fine. And when I first took it, and when it first started hitting, it felt like it was so much fun. We played this this board game. I don't remember what the board game was called, but we played this new board game. I had so much fun. I, it, it was great. <clears throat> Until eventually I started feeling really nauseous. Like an hour later I felt really nauseous. And then I started to green out. So I kept vomiting. Vomited like five times. And eventually I laid on the couch. And when I was laying on the couch I felt like my heart was going to pop out of my chest. And that I kept crying too. Because I I don't know why. I just couldn't control my tears. So my tears just kept flowing on the side of my face. And I kept talking. Because yeah, I just couldn't stop talking. And my stomach hurt. And my head hurt. And I was laying down, and the person I was with at the time, I was like, they were asking me if I was okay. And I had to tell them that, like, if my heart stops at all, or it starts to speed up or slow down, you have to keep your hand on my chest, because I can't tell. Oh, my friend said that, too. I was like, I can't tell. (laughs) But if anything seems a little off about me, bring me to the hospital, because I feel like I'm fucking dying right now. And I might just pass out, or maybe I'm, like, so fucking high that it's actually a concern, because I'm concerned. But I don't know if I'm just high as fuck. So I need you to judge for me, because I can't judge anymore. So if you feel like my heart's a little bit too fast, a little bit too slow, (laughs) if I stop responding at all, if you notice that I stopped breathing, because it was getting really hard for me to breathe too, I was like, if you notice any of that, just go ahead. Bring me to the the emergency. Go ahead. (laughs) It felt so bad. Yeah. So I'm kind of scared of taking edibles now. (laughs) Definitely too much. Mm -hmm. That's definitely too much, yeah. And it's like, dependent on the person, like for me... Like when you guys smoke your pens and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you take like one or two and then you guys say you feel it, but then when I take like four or five, I don't, I barely feel anything. Yeah, I feel like I'm very sensitive when it comes yeah. to inhaling yeah, weed, and I've learned of a really good spot for me. Like I know mm. my spot, and I know how deeply I should inhale it and how long I should inhale it for and like how much, and it can get me so fucking high, but at the point where it's like just before I start greening out so I'm just at my like optimum peak and always lasts like hours and hours and hours so I've never greened out um yeah I've never greened out and then my my uh what is it choice of ingestion (laughs) I usually smoke it Mm -hmm. uh sometimes I'll do edibles uh but I prefer to smoke it either from like a bong or a joint or a pipe Mm -hmm. um I think it hits me the hardest uh, but like, I don't know, like usually, <laughs> cause usually what me and my buddies do 
<laughs> usually every Friday, is we... Which was yesterday, guys. So you know. <laughs> Literally this morning. Because <laughs> we went out last night and then we smoked this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, we usually like... We like having activities to do. So one thing that we're all into is like Smash. So we, we'll play, like we'll smoke. And we'll get like highs balls. And then we'll play Smash. Uh, and that's pretty fun. Or like sometimes in the, in the summer... Uh, in the summer when it was warm, we would play like spike ball, or we would even, <laughs> we would literally play grounders at the park. That sounds so fun! It was actually so fun, and then we would like bring the bong all the way out there, because there's like, there's like <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, the little kid's like, what is that? No, it's like at night, it's at night. But then you see like some other people who are also smoking, and they, you just see these four hooligans. Because <laughs> they're like loud and shit like that. And then yeah, and then we would like play grounders, and then we would have like competitions. Like random competitions. Like one of our competitions was just to see who could hold it in the longest. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd had to bet on like we had to bet um on each person to see like how long they could hold it in for. <laughs> yeah, we're Damn. Come on. I feel like I'm such a different type of high. Like for weed at least, when I get high, I can't think, like like my brain's just gone. Mm-hmm. I just wanna like just chill by myself or with someone else who's not talking to me. Like I can't hold a conversation at all. Like oh, if someone no. just talks to me, I'm like I love talking. When I'm I'll talking. think about it and then it'll take <laughs> me like an extra second to answer. <laughs> and then um, also I just wanna like either listen to music and just sit and relax when, oh. when I when I get high. Like I, I don't actually wanna like talk to anyone. So I was like, anytime we go to a party, I'm like, no, I don't wanna smoke weed. Like I I know what it uh. does to me. Like. My, 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 my body feels pretty numb like I don't feel any pain whatsoever which is nice mm-hmm. and then I just don't want to talk because I feel like I can't hold a conversation at all <laughs> like I don't even know what's coming out of my mouth or I can't even think straight mm-hmm. and then I just want to like chill and listen to music or watch a movie I think at the beginning when I first started doing weed I had a period where I had to like become comfortable with the feeling of being high and so I would just watch movies until I was comfortable, but eventually I would start doing things like like you do, Gabe, and I would start playing games because I find that when I'm high on certain streams, I can mm. on, on certain streams mm. I can focus so much mm. more better than if I'm even sober. So like playing games like mm-hmm. Smash, mm-hmm. that was a big thing for a while. Playing yeah, playing Smash when I'm high, or eventually like sometimes I would go to the gym high, and I feel like that increases your mind muscle connection, <laughs> and it's fucking amazing. But if you want to do heavy lifts while you're high, it's a little bit harder because yeah. you can't breathe, <laughs> and you're high as shit. So you're like, holy fuck, this is so heavy. Oh. But if you can get it get the weight up it feels amazing and your mind wants mind to muscle connection is freaking amazing when you're high like the best workouts when you're high uh, i like to call that a high clarity uh-huh exactly yeah, so sometimes like on certain strains so like when i like okay so like for example when we play smash there are some strains that i play so well but then there's other strains that like I can anticipate everything that's gonna happen, but my body can't keep up. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's just like a three second delay, and it's just like I'm like actually lagging. Waking <laughs> in real yeah. life. So it's a performance enhancer then for Smash. Uh, yeah, it, it depends on the strain. Depend- it really yeah. depends, depends on, on the strain. I thought it was most strains that worked for me, but then there was this one time when I tried this new strain, and I was like, "Holy fuck, I can't play for shit! I don't even yeah. know what character this is." <laughs> it's my main. <laughs> But I've also, sometimes I get a little bit high before I play volleyball, 
and then I find that it makes me focus a bit, but then for volleyball it's different. Sometimes I can focus really well, but it, I find that it depends on who I'm playing with and and like my mindset of that day. So if I'm playing with some like some different people, if I play with them, I can focus so well when I'm high and I'm playing volleyball. But other times I'm just fucking around and I just can't stop laughing and thinking about <laughs> random shit. But I've gotten like so comfortable with getting high on weed and just like living life and doing things. Mm. It's it's amazing. How often do you smoke? Almost every day. Almost every day. Like with your pen, right? Mm -hmm. I used to like, uh, like at the beginning of COVID, uh, yeah, like we smoked, like me and my old roommate, we smoked every day. It was like what we looked forward to every day because <laughs> nothing was open. Yeah. Yeah. We smoked for, I think like three, like every day for three months. Mm -hmm. And then after we're <laughs> like, after a while, like I'm still okay with it, but then, um, uh, sometimes for some people they have like a bad hangover or like they feel very like unproductive the next day yeah so, so there's like some strains where like the next day I'll just feel wiped like I'm just yeah. tired just tired um, not like high but just tired and then and then like yeah unproductive or like you feel really lazy sometimes yeah I get yeah. it sometimes when I like actually smoke too much weed like I get really high because when I smoke weed like every day I don't really get that high I just do it until I can kind of feel it and it yeah. just affects me a little bit but mm -hmm. on days when I actually get like really high back to back to back mm -hmm. on like maybe the third day I'll feel really freaking gross like my mm. head will just feel really foggy mm. and I'll feel really tired and lethargic and then that's when I like take like a few weeks break and not do anything at all I'll take like a day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll take two hours, I'll take, like, please. A day, yeah. No, but then since like my roommate moved out, like he has like all my stuff, mm -hmm. so I only usually smoke at his place now. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we also do. Yeah, we just we smoke quite a bit. Well, good old Canada, right? Good old Canada. <laughs> yeah, it makes it too easy. Dude, I, I swear, like, yeah, because it's all regulated now and everything, it's like, they go on another level now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Gonna, gonna do some tonight. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, do you guys have any other crazy drug stories to wrap it up about any drug? Um, Start off. I, I feel like I'm the least experienced with it, and I don't really do it too much myself. Mm -hmm. And then my friends, I don't know, like, I guess same. Like, I have friends who do it quite a bit. But for me, like, I know the feeling of getting high, so it doesn't bother me when they do it or anything, and I just chill with them. So, mm -hmm. you go ahead. To start off, one of the first experiences, not personal experiences, that I had with shrooms and acid was when I was in elementary school and I was walking home with one of my friends. <laughs> And she decided to, like, take shrooms on the walk home. Shrooms oh, and acid an on the walk school. home. In elementary? Yeah. That's straight fucked. And I was like, what the fuck do you see? Because we were walking, and it was the same path, because my grandparents' house, which is the house that I would always go to after school, was really close to her house. And so we'd always walk, like, the same 20 minutes after school. And she kept stopping and talking to the trees. Or she walked up to this one house... And kept talking to the door and I was like, What do you see? Like what's going on? And she was like, There's somebody standing in my way. And I'm like, that's not even your fucking house. Like you're standing in front of someone's house talking like you're 
like like you're a freaking crazy person and she was like get out of my way i need to go home and i had to like drag her off the front door because i was like there's no one standing there it's not your house we're gonna get the cops call on us and they're gonna think i'm that we're crazy (laughs) you're gonna fucking go to juvie but yeah she kept like walking all over the place kept talking to things that didn't exist kept telling me like oh, there's a leprechaun on that lawn and i was like okay <laughs> but i was okay I cool. Thought it was cool that was the first time i ever watched someone trip out on any sort of drug yeah mm, so for me like i've been taking stuff for a while so i usually have like a recipe <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, a little cocktail. cocktail that i like to uh do so then like for me like i've gone to like many raves so it's not really novel for me anymore like i know exactly what to expect i know how my body can handle it um so like the magic is like long gone but i still have fun mm-hmm. um and honestly i don't even have to make this cocktail but it just makes it even more fun <laughs> what is your cocktail for so my, listeners so, okay so my cocktail it usually um Okay, so an example, uh, we, okay, so me and some friends, we usually go to this rave in Ottawa, uh, uh, at the end of June, it's called Escapade, and so it starts from, like, um, it ends at, like, a, time does it end? I think it ends at 11, but it goes, yeah. 11 p.m., but it starts at, like, 1. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, so we obviously don't go for the whole day, mm-hmm. um, but then we usually take some kind of, like, uh, ADHD men first so we'll take it at like two if i want to sleep at like 5 p.m <laughs> or 5 a.m sorry so usually it's either like adderall vivance or like dexamphetamine mm-hmm. uh one of those and so that'll like last for like at least 12 hours mm-hmm. um and then we usually drink uh we usually drink some we usually smoke or maybe do like some edibles or both and then we'll get some kind of caffeine so sometimes it's like like uh like monster drinks mm-hmm. uh, just a bit of caffeine and then like and then some molly just to top it off with some molly yeah so uh and it really depends on the batch so like i went to this one festival in the summer called badlands in calgary mm-hmm. and the batch that we had uh i ended up taking <laughs> like four um on top of like the like t- four like four pills on top of the cocktail <laughs> and then i think yeah it was it was honestly like the fastest it's ever hit me because like i took it expecting like we were gonna get there in about like half an hour to 45 and i was like oh you know maybe we'll start feeling it uh i started feeling on the elevator down from the from the hotel <laughs> and i was like whoa this is a lot faster than i expected yeah and then so then <laughs> it was uh yeah, because it, it took like it took like it took like five minutes, five minutes for me to feel it. And then there's been yeah. other times where I literally, it will take me four hours, like to start feeling stuff. Like oh, sometimes, shit. I'll be like on the way home and then I start feeling it, like from a rave. And I'm like, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So then back when I was living at my parents' house, right? Like obviously I can't go to sleep, and I needed to like move. So I would literally just like put in like my music and I would go to the basement and I would just like <laughs> fucking like Dance vibe <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would just, just like imagine vibe. your parents wake up because I hear you jumping around and they're like he's doing that 
thing again. <laughs> are you sure you don't yeah. want to call the exorcist? <laughs> like another thing that feels really good are like massages on that stuff. If you like, if you give anyone like a massage or like, um, yeah, it feels like any kind of like physical touch feels like amazing. Like even people running their hand through your like head and stuff like mm. that, it feels so nice. Or like some people they'll have like like massage trains <laughs> people just keep massaging it feels oh really my nice God, i bet yeah but then like i don't know like for me like i have no sex drive on some of this stuff yeah it's like i just i'd rather just like talk and like vibe because like i can't even get hard <laughs> i heard that's a thing yeah like with a lot of people i think with most people like yeah. you can't get hard yeah like especially on at, at and usually because I'm on, like, Adderall or Vyvanse and also that, so it's just, like, there's mm. no way it's happening. Fuck, I was so excited the first time I took, first time I took Molly to, like, try because I was like, oh my god, alright, this is probably gonna feel freaking amazing if you have sex on Molly, but then it never happened. But there's, yeah, I don't know, like, there, there, like, I know there are some people who can mm-hmm. get hard, but We need to like, mix it with Viagra or something. Oh, yeah. Uh... I feel like that might be pretty dangerous. Might <laughs> 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 be pretty dangerous. Dangerous on the heart. A Twelve-hour sex orgy. Oh, oh my god, god that'd be so tiring. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I fun. Got... <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I, oh, I was gonna finish your sentence with fun. No, okay. I'm so tired. <sighs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's a pretty interesting topic, and like. Sometimes, because I've done, like, I've tried a whole bunch of stuff and I've, like, done my research uh, on some of these things, uh, when I talk about them, like, at school, because, mm-hmm. um, like, a part of, a part of like, the health curriculum is about, like, kind of, like, alcohol, depressant stimulants and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes <laughs> I go into, like, a bit more detail. I go into a bit more detail, and sometimes kids will be like, um why do we need to know this? Why are you going into so much, like, Because you specifically tell me you need to know your future. I'm just like, yo, you just gotta do some small steps. <laughs> you just gotta do some small steps. Everything in moderation, you know? Because <laughs> I tell them, it's just, just like, you know... Just these few letters by HTP when you get older to me. <laughs> save your life. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I tell them, like, instead of saying, like, oh, yeah, you know... You, shouldn't do anything, right? I'm just mm-hmm. saying, well, you know, I'm sure you've seen your parents, like, drink. <laughs> I'm not, obviously not talking about other stuff. I'm sure you saw your parents high as <laughs> well, right? I'm sure you've seen your parents drink before, right? So I can't say, like, like, you can make your own, like, choices when you're that age. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, as a kid, you shouldn't. But yeah. then, like, if you are going to, like, every, just make sure you're smart about it. Everything in moderation. I wonder what your kids think of you. They're probably, like, every single time... Our, our teacher Gabe talks about the health and <laughs> goes a little bit too in depth. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit too much. Because I usually start off with like it, like so, so like with each drug, I ask them like, oh, you know what, what are some slang that you've heard of this? So when we talk about like marijuana, they'll be like, oh, you know, grass, weed, you know, joints and stuff like that. <laughs> some of them just even said like pink Kush. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, there to me. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's a topic of interest. Nice. Yeah, cool. Like um, so these are all f- 
fictitious stories. Uh, none <laughs> yeah, of us did anything. Every single time we talked about our experiences, yeah. they're actually the experiences of our friend. Yeah, and we don't recommend anything. This podcast doesn't recommend or prescribe anything at all. Uh, we're just a bunch of idiots. We do Bible about studies stuff. on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, volunteer twenty four seven. Just remember, drugs are never the answer. Yeah, unless it's unless Here. the question is, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> There's a good old classic. To be this weekend. <laughs> There's a classic uh, South Park one here. Drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. If you do them, you're bad. Drugs are bad. Okay. It's a bad thing to do drugs. So don't be bad. By doing drugs, okay, that'd be bad. That's a uh, classic Mr. Mackey talking about drugs are bad. Right? His classic line is. Drugs are bad, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, anyways, we'll wrap this up now. Uh, if you guys are listening on YouTube, we are now on Spotify. And Woo. for some reason, if you don't like Spotify and you want to listen on YouTube, we are still on YouTube. Um, thanks for tuning in. Let people know about this great podcast, or don't, to you guys. Uh, we're enjoying it. We're having fun. And, uh, yeah, if you guys want to give us any feedback, I think most of our listeners know us. So send us a message. If not, you can... Can you put comments on spotify videos probably not. you cannot okay so probably youtube you can uh, find us on youtube i'll start sharing the links so i think all the spotify links are on each youtube video and then i'll start sharing the youtube video links on the spotify one but if anything just message us i think most of you guys all know us that's listening so if you guys have any topics or ideas you want to talk about or any feedback that'd be great uh, like comment and subscribe yep i know what topic what? Okay, here's Gabe's suggestion. Let's do here's it. Volleyball. Volleyball oh, is yeah. one. Yeah, it is one. We just haven't found a good timing yet for it. We should do a volleyball podcast at volleyball. <laughs> just hear, like, smacks constantly. And... Okay, well, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Oh, and tune in. Next week is our Christmas special. So Ooh. we'll have some fun Christmas stories and things. And don't do drugs. Drugs are yeah. bad. Drugs are bad, gang. Okay. <laughs>